Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottom, the boom, shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and we're representing strong, rolling into the old Christmas break before everybody hits the road. There's a little traveling before Shannon and I have to play the fat man. Well, it's probably only me playing the fat man, but that's a different story. <laughs> I mean Santa, you jerk bags. Anyway, let's let's have a little uh, you know pre-Christmas Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. What was the other one? Uh, happy Christmas, Hansa, Kwanzaa, fun. As we get rolling into the Yule Tide and the New Year and all that stuff, we'll see what scheduling is like going forward. But we got a lot of football to get to, and we'll go ahead and uh, you know raise the glass and kick some ass here this fine wasted Wednesday, bleeding over to a throwdown Thursday. So we didn't have him last week, although his his team has been showing up as of late. Uh, clearly, they're putting the D into D stat. No. <laughs> Not like that, you nasty bastards. <laughs> well, that's one way to play with Santa's sack. But let's go ahead. And get, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get our our weekly dose of woo <laughs> here in the sports brew, man. You ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, three brew and fun, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord man i tell you what though i, I will give some kudos but that giant's defense playing strong the past couple of weeks and uh we have uh, one of the members of the brew old giggity giles is betting pretty heavy on that defense to uh help him deliver a chip we'll see if that works itself out but uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna throw randy another curveball i'm gonna give him a different song just for uh ish and giggles as they say but old giggity giles man since i mentioned you i'm gonna go ahead and bring you in now what's up brother not much, man. Just uh, working and right now enjoying myself a nice alcoholic beverage. And uh, we we do enjoy those here at the Sports Brew. And just getting ready for Fantasy Championship Weekend because I don't see the Niners getting in a uh, playoffs anytime soon. No, so I might as well enjoy it while no. I get it. No, the only, only way the Niners are winning if you, is if you're playing with them in Madden. That's it. You damn right. That's it. That's the only it's way. It, it depending on who's playing, it may also be debatable. That's true. That's true. But anyway. That's okay. Fantasy stuff is fun, man. I'm in the old third place game after uh, eating my earth to old Failhorn last week. But it's only because Devontae Freeman blew up and Tevin Coleman, who uh, we had both Atlanta running backs. Coleman did a big bunch of bupkis, and uh, Devontae Freeman was unstoppable, like Eli Manning. <laughs> and that was the end of that. So, dims the brakes, though. So it goes. I'm sure out in the land of brew listeners, some of you have fantasy glory, fantasy football glory, and some of you have fantasy football fails. Don't worry, we all share in those experiences, of course, such as the nature of fantasy football. Anywho, uh, speaking of glory, I suppose, Lord, the Indianapolis Colts showing up <laughs> big time. I mean, for real, going crazy, like... Like, I dreamed a dream that maybe the Colts could play that consistently from week to week. <laughs> and not attempt to get their GM and their head coach fired. Shannon, I don't even know where to begin with the, with the Colts, dude. I, for the life of me, I can't figure that team out for squat, man. Jekyll and Hyde, dude. It's... it's... I mean, it's, it's kind of like crazy. Of, it's like what Forrest Gump said, man. It's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, apparently sometimes you get in a turd nugget. So it's it's just bizarre. Yeah. I, I have an idea. Maybe maybe you can hypnotize them to be a little bit more consistent. 
What do you think? I like it there. You like that? There you go. Yo, Shannon. I like four. You did what? But you know what I like even more than that, though? What's that? The assist you gave me over the last two days to help me get that damn microwave up. <laughs> that, so that, much, that, bro. That was more importante. Uh, you, I mean, you, you got that you know that family uh, household going, man. Microwave is more importante. And as they say, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Had, to, had to get that squared away. Uh, and I do want to, for anybody that didn't know, this was how this conversation went. I was about dying when Shannon asked me about this microwave. And yeah, Shannon, I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up. So Shannon, you texted me. He was over here, and Shannon texted me and he said, uh. Hey man, any, any chance you have some free time this week to come over and help me install a microwave over the stove? Hopefully, it shouldn't take long. The girls can take care of Chloe because you know I'm, I'm off work and so I have uh, my daughter. And so we were chatting for a moment. And I'm asking, is it, is it, was it there? Are we just replacing it. And you had pulled an old one out and put a new one in. Hey, um, and you were just like, yes, it's awkward, heavy, and I just need a bro to help me hold and screw in place. <laughs> I mean, I, I read that and I'm dying. And, you know, he's over here and I was like, dude. So I, I reply, well, I'm your dude to hold and screw in place. Drinks were on you, though. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's funny. I uh, There was a meme floating around like a couple days after. And I was like, it's perfect. And it was like, you know, um, your really best friends are the ones that you're hanging out and it would make your parents question your sexuality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> you, you say such stupid things to each other. You know what I mean? And I just laughed. I was like, that's like, that's like, that's like that conversation for anybody that, you know what I mean? It was, it was, oh, yeah. it was great. It was so stupid, man. So stupid. But, you know, the drinks were on Shannon. He did, he did take care of me. Yeah. And uh, we did hold, and we did screw, and we got that damn microwave up. Lots of drilling. Lots of drilling, because that template was a piece of garbage. Thanks, Samsung. Or else your cabinet's crooked. It's one of the two. I don't know, but whatever. Samsung. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's up there, and it's done, and you have a microwave, and you have a happy wife. Yes, I do. Right? Because now that microwave is not sitting on your island just hanging out there, chilling. <laughs> oh, uh, before I forget, Grace Allen's going to be on the uh, uh, show tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Do we have him right now, or is he going to be later? Well, let's see if we can get him in. There we go. Oh, see, I had to get the right intro song for Grayson. Mark, I would hope you recognize this. Of course. When it's time to party, we should party hard. <laughs> Filter in a crystal method. Can't you trip like I do? If ever there is a more fitting song <laughs> for anybody, Draymond Green and Grayson Allen, man. I want to see those guys go at it in the NBA. <laughs> My money's on Draymond. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Anyway, can't you trip like I do? Grayson Allen, man, keep the legs down, brother. <laughs> what is up with that? You don't... I mean, we were joking around about this a little bit pre-podcast, and it's like, yo, I mean, he's a good enough basketball player. He does not have to do that. Nope. Doesn't have to do it. And who are they playing? Elon? I mean, come on, Elon. man. Come on, man. Grayson. No, because I'm not an a-hole. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And then threw a temper tantrum on the sideline after and, all that. Yeah, game. oh yeah, and then had a meltdown. 
That really made it look better. Good job, guy. I think Coach K had to put him in a timeout. Yeah, he he needs to be in a timeout. He needs to be in a timeout with a with a a case of shittins from Amazon. <laughs> 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 and if you haven't seen it yet, go to Amazon and Google shittens, and they're probably what you think they are, and that is disposable, mitten-shaped, moist wipes, safe for use on babies, pets, and adults. You gotta be shittens me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I, Shannon, are you telling me you're smitten with shittens? It's all bad, dude. It's it's, the- it's dumb. Um, the reviews are glorious. By I the have way. no doubt that there are just endless. There, there's endless entertainment reading the reviews on Amazon for that. Oh my god! I mean, yeah. I have a couple of them pulled up, and like uh, one customer uh, going by the name almost anonymous explains that shouldn't have solved at least some of his problems. Writing, use a paper towel. They said they're less wasteful, more environmentally friendly, and cheaper. They said. I was so excited after my first use that I had to run immediately to my computer and write a review. Unfortunately, I left the wipes on and now my keyboard is slathered in excrement, but my hands are spot free. Thank you, shittens. Uh, damn. <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know, if you want to give a, a bad, uh, cr- crappy gift, uh, you can pick up your own set of shittens uh, to deliver to somebody along with whatever those exploding uh, glitter bombs were and flaming bags of poo from whatever company that was. I don't remember their their name. Maybe somebody will remind me before the night's done. Anyway, well, let's go ahead and get old Whitfield. I know he's chomping at the bit to either talk smack to Randy about fantasy football or to revel in the glory of the near collapse but epic finish of the Packers Bears. What's up, bro? There might be a little bit of both tonight. Yeah, we'll see. Championships, championships taken care of. See, there he goes, man. There he goes. Considering it's 0 for the century against me this year, but that's okay. It what in all three leagues? Batting a fat over? Yeah, well, might be time for a return to the mean. We will see. But that's why they play the games, and that's why we set the lineups in fantasy football. So, but we do have a lot of football to get to, and a lot of other stuff, and we certainly do want to. You know, have a little fun, uh, rolling the Christmas, don't know what our schedule is going to be like. So it's nice to catch up. I know Shannon's going to be on the road. You're going to Kentucky, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be on the road. Mark, I don't know if you're traveling. Randy, I don't know if you are. Matt, uh, maybe you can sleep under the tree tree. Traveling to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, nice. So we got some road trips and, you know, some family fun. And we certainly wish for everybody listening, man. I uh, hope, uh, you know, good times with friends and family and, you know, however it is you celebrate and whatever holidays you actually celebrate, uh, certainly enjoy the holiday season. Obviously, I'm a Christmas person, so I'm going to say Merry Christmas. Uh, but whatever it is you like to enjoy, I hope you get to do it uh, with friends, family, and, you know, certainly holding and screwing uh, with the microwave <laughs> if that's what does it for you. Good times with good bros. <laughs> also matters. So a uh, little cheers and beers out of the gate. Why not? Uh, celebrating the night and uh, certainly podcasting with some fun. I've got a Star Hill. This is courtesy of Shannon. This is one of the, one of the drinks he gave me for helping him out. The old Star Hill Northern Lights IPA, which I am fond of. Of course, everybody knows I'm a hophead, so I do enjoy hoppy beers. That's my beer of choice. But I will drink almost anything. And I will at least try almost anything. But my fallback, a little IPA action. So that's what I got. So thanks for that, McGuffin. Uh, Mark, hey, what you got? Mark. 
Said you're welcome, bro. Mm. Mark, what you got, brother? I'm enjoying a uh, Coney Island uh, Overpass IPA. All right. Solid. So that's the uh, Ed Reed of beers. Oh, no, that's the underpass. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Shannon, what you got, bro? I am rocking a stone. Give me stout or give me death tonight. Nice. That sounds good, man. That uh, God, what did we have last night at your house? We had, we had was it a Hardywood stout? That Christmas, what was that? Yeah, we had the gingerbread stout. Yeah, and um, just some other big um Christmas um ale that was at the store now. Yeah, the only thing we stayed away shot. from because I had to drive was that barley wine, which I really wanted to drink, but at thirteen percent, I was too close to have to drive <laughs> drive home. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the that's that uh, Goose Island, Bourbon County barley wine, man. That's uh. <laughs> Barley wine is good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's tough to get a hold of, so <laughs> I'll save it for another day. That sounds like a plan, man. That sounds like a plan. I like that. Uh, Randy, what you got, dude? I'm just going with a uh, vodka crayon, but here's the thing. I went 50-50 with it. I, oh. went to, I had to go Rod Gardner because, like I said, it's been one of those weeks, and this is actually my third drink. So Nice. Well, you're hitting it, ha- hitting it hard tonight, aren't you, friend? <laughs> just a little bit. Home day. It's all good. Or drunk day, whatever works for you. Uh, Woodfield, what what do you have, sir? Pepsi. Pepsi. All right, large and in charge, as we used to say back in the day. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, we'll get to the packers. We'll get to some other stuff. I know Mark is probably a segment one and done. So let's go ahead and just bang out Giants uh, and the Lions for him. <laughs> I think we have to give kudos to the Giants, and I swear for their record, <laughs> like I think back to the evolution of this team over the course of the season. And I'm surprised they're where they're at. And I don't mean that like to be an a-hole about it. It's just they had offensive line struggles. Their run game was weird. But the defense has really come together. And obviously, we know what Beckham is capable of, and he's bailed them out on a couple of occasions. Um, but, you know, it's one of the things over the evolution of a football season, sometimes we stick a little too hard to early impressions of a team. And we forget that over the evolution of a football season, you have teams that gel, that come together, play together. Sometimes the schedule sets up for it. Um, you know, the, the scheme sort themselves out, the coaches, you know, there's a lot of things that go into a football team playing up. Uh, some of it's health, some of it's luck, some of it's skill, some of it's talent. Some of it, There's a lot of things that go into it. So I think we have to look back, particularly the last two weeks where they locked down on Dallas uh, and made all the, you know, all the people like scream out for Tony Romo. Uh, obviously, Dak responded quite well against Tampa Bay and they took care of that, shut the door on that one. But in the last two weeks, the Giants' defense has been absolutely balling. Now, I know Detroit has some issues. Stafford's hand, I mean, that clearly is a, is a limiting factor. But the body of work over two weeks is significant. Uh, and quite frankly, I fully expect the Giants, if they play the way they have been playing, I know there's some questions with Janoris Jenkins, but if they're playing the way they have been playing the last two weeks, the Eagles don't have a, they don't have a prayer unless the Eagles' defense is lights out against uh, the Giants. Oh, and then maybe they can just keep it low scoring and a turnover kind of flip some things. But the last two weeks, the Giants, man, they've only allowed one touchdown. They got five takeaways. They've forced 15 punts, third down conversions. They've allowed six of 29. And they have not allowed a touchdown in the last 109 minutes and 44 seconds of football. It's pretty damn good. All right. Um, I, I think some of that is, is big kudos to Atlanta, Con- uh, you know, Collins in the secondary. You know, there, there's some pretty key plays you can point to. 
you know, Dominic Rogers, Cromartie stealing that ball out of the air kind of at the end. Because the, the Lions were in position to get a score. I don't know, you know, they were down enough. I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in, in the grand scheme of things. But anytime you can close a gap, it's pretty it's pretty significant. So um, we'll talk about that game for a minute. Uh, Mark, I would ask, though, as your head swells with giant pride and dreams of playoffs and all the goodness that's that's therein, uh, obviously of which, uh, since I'm a Redskins fan, I think I've, I'm going to have to shut down any <laughs> any hopes of playoffs. They don't deserve to be in there, and they're kind of sucking ass playoffs. these days. Playoffs! Yeah, that's the only soundbite they deserve with that. But all kidding aside, uh, thinking back to the evolution of the team over the course of the season and, and where they're at now, um, what they've done the last two weeks, and kind of what that sets up for them going forward. But, you know, the Lions game, what, what's kind of like your big takeaway or big impression of, of just kind of getting through that and what it means for the duration of the season? Well, I mean, you definitely gave a lot of stats that I was going to give. Uh, so, you know, you, you took care of stats. Um, I uh, Well, now you can bring the D. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I can tell you that's um, you know, one thing that's uh, you know, definitely, you know, I, I'm just, you know, just so thrilled about is – they they're 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 playing team ball right now. I mean, yeah. They, yeah Landon Collins certainly you know deserves and gets the defensive kudos, um, and, and and should be. But I mean, it's 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 you know all around defense right now. You know, I, I've you know always been a huge Pagnola fan, and and I think you made a lot of great points about you know teams you know are gonna sometimes gel at unique times during the season. I mean, you, I mean, of course every person who's a fan of a football team would like them to be, you know, dominant from day one, you know, start of the season, but it just doesn't always work that way. No. Certainly, I don't think that there's been any stretch of the season where I felt like Giants were playing terrible ball, but obviously, you know, these last, you know, I don't know, four or five weeks, you know, it's really where they have gelled, and, I mean, gelled is about as big an understatement as you can get. I mean, those, those numbers speak for themselves. Um, you know, I've got a lot of other things in mind, but I certainly, you know, it's fun to hear the chatters and I, I have a hard time disagreeing with it about Collins will at least be in the discussion for defensive MVP and very well has a good shot at it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just, it's impressive to see what they're doing. I, I'll admit I was, I was on the road back from, uh, from Richmond to, to DC. And so I didn't actually get to watch this game. I was just, just, just tracking it, but it, it kind of seemed like, you know, more of the same. I mean, you know, the offense, you know, is it, you know, perfect or is it quite where we want it to be? And of course not. Absolutely not. It's, it's run game is inconsistent and, um, you know, not, not, not putting up quite as many points as they might like to see, but yeah. I mean, what do we say? 5 billion times over defense wins championships. And, you know, this defense is just on point right now. And, uh, I mean that, you know, one touchdown last two games, one touchdown last 110 minutes. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, Incredibly impressive. They've given up 13 points in two weeks. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, and then, and then again, against you know, quality <laughs> offensive opponents. Yeah. You know, Staff- Stafford and company, they're no joke, and that's you know, helping two, two field goals. That's it. When you when you feel like you've got that kind of a defense, uh, I certainly don't think it allows you to let up on offense. Of course not. But, man, does it, does it, does it make Eli, you know, his job a, a good bit easier in, in terms of, you know, not having to worry that's, you know, Every little mistake is going to you know, cost them. I mean, they, they, right. the defense saved that team many times this season, uh, especially within the last many weeks. Um, and in terms of you know, I don't know, bad turnovers, you know, bad field position turnovers, things like that. Yeah. The defense comes on the field and just like, no, nope, we're going to hold you to the three or three or nothing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, how far they go, uh, tough, tough to say. But uh, right now, I'm, you know, all they need is one, one more. So uh, I'm with you in that. 
you know, Thursday, tomorrow night, uh, well, now we're recording Monday night, Thursday night game against the Eagles. Certainly feels like should be the one to get done. You know, they, they, they you know, Eagles, uh, you know, I still think Wentz has a lot of potential. I yeah, think that team has course. good pieces, but, but they're certainly not the team that they were showing at the beginning of the season at all. And so uh, I wouldn't necessarily expect a, just an absolute beatdown, but – I would expect the victory. Uh, I shouldn't say expect, but I, I like their chances. I like the chances. Yeah, well, I'm sure if we were, you know, if we were all betting on the game, what's the likelihood anybody's taken? You know, it would be one thing to say, well, I think Philly can cover, but I think most of us expect the Giants to win. And really, with how they're playing and what it means at the moment, you know what I mean? They should be showing up, especially on a short week. You know, you have a lot of veterans on the team. I know they've got some young pieces, but you know, it's still spearheaded by Eli. They, they know how to deal with the short week stuff. I, I would expect them to show up and play good football. You know, the, the primetime, I don't think they have issues in primetime. You know, some teams no. do. Obviously, the Redskins are terrible in primetime games. They've consistently been crappy in primetime games. Yep. And some teams are like that. I don't think that's going to be an issue for them. So as long as they show up with the purpose, the way they've been playing, they should be able to handle Philadelphia. And the Eagles do have some fight in them. I thought they, you know, they put up a good game. Now, the Ravens can be a little inconsistent at times. I understand that. But they're not certainly not a scrub team. Still have a good defense. And Flacco is still capable at times of doing great things. But they, they, they gave them a good game. You know what I mean? And, you know, had Peterson not gone for two at the end, who knows? Maybe they could have forced OT and won it. Doesn't matter. You know, they, they didn't get it. Uh, them's the breaks. But that would, they gave the Ravens a better game than I think most of us re- realistically expected. So maybe Philly can make this uh, you know competitive and kind of tight. We'll see. I'd be surprised if the Giants blew them out. I, I don't yeah. really expect that to happen. But you know, if the Giants put up twenty, you know, I would think they're winning like ninety nine point nine percent of the time. You know, with the way those two teams are and with how that defense is playing. So I still don't love their run game. I know Perkins did a little, Perkins showed a little bit, but I, I think at the end of the day, if, if, if they can ball control appropriately, you get, the, you get the occasional big play from Beckham, you know, they're going to be sitting pretty. And, and we've seen enough times when a defense is playing high level football, it affords you a certain margin. Not, I hate to say a margin of error, but it means that your offense doesn't absolutely have to score a ton or doesn't have to you know get a touch in every possession it, they can ball control they can clock control they can do those kind of things and they can put a team away I mean you know the Giants did open up I think they had a what a 75 75 yard drive to open the game um yes. that and, and I think that was the Eli to uh Sterling Shepard touchdown and then you know they they finished it off and when you can book in the game whether that's offense and then finishing it off on defense that's a good setup and it looks like, you know, that's a team that's playing with a certain degree of confidence right now. It's well-earned if you're going to play that well over, a, you know, kind of over the back part of the season. Uh, we'll see where it leads them. I don't know. They do seem to match up really well with Dallas. I would imagine that Dallas would not like to see New York out of the gate the first week because Dallas clearly is going to have the bye. I mean, nobody's taking You know, but that that's – I don't think that's, that's going to change, man. Um, so that's going to be a big question, how they respond. But it, it would be – <laughs> it would be interesting if it lined up and somehow Dallas got <laughs> the Giants coming out of their bye. I'd be really curious to see how that played out. Now, it's hard to beat a team three years, or excuse yeah, me, three times in a year. Tough. That is tough. Oh, but uh, Eli historically has played very well in Dallas 
if I remember correctly, didn't he sign like when they opened that stadium? Didn't he like sign the columns or whatever in the locker room or something funny? Sign, sign, sign the wall in the locker room, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the Cowboys can't go into that with any fear about it. But um, if that defense is playing at a high level, that really helps set set the tone for some things. We we've discussed some of their offensive weaknesses, but uh, you still have a veteran quarterback. You have some big play receivers. And if the offense can be stable, solid, and the defense can help them set the tone and kind of play, you know, at times play complementary football. Uh, if you can successfully play complementary football, sometimes that means you got to score a lot. Sometimes that means your D locks it down and you just, you know, you give them a chance to rest. You do some of these other things. You can win a lot of games, especially if you game plan accordingly and you can exploit opportunities, um, you know, and, and, and do things to opponents. And I think that um, – you know, the Giants can do that. Will they do that? That's up to them. But that's a good setup to finish the year. Um, I doubt, you know, I doubt anyone really threatens them. I, I expect them to have the wild card. I don't think they can take the division or any of that. I think it's not realistic at the moment. But I, I, I feel very comfortable with them. Wild card, get in, and then we kind of see what happens. So yeah. I would think you have to feel pretty good about where they're at at this point in the year. Still some things to iron out. Still some things they can certainly improve on. Uh, if Perkins picks up his play a little bit, that's a nice, that'll be a nice thing going in. Uh, obviously, this time of the year, cold weather is, is a factor. Um, that's a legitimate issue. And teams that can handle, and sort of defense is really important, T- teams that can handle cold weather football and bad weather football makes a big difference because you can have a great offense. But if you get stuck in a bad weather game and you don't play well in that environment, you know, if you got to go outdoors to play in New York and it's cold and crappy and you can't deal with that, good luck. Right. And that's a quick way to make an exit. You know, and the Lions, I'd forgotten about this. That uh, The Lions have not won a game outside this year. Oh, the, oh uh, wow. They haven't had any – and the, granted, they play <clears> – <throat> obviously, they play in a dome, and then they've played a lot of teams that have been in domes, but they have not won outside at all. <clears throat> so that, that's a tough – that's a that's a tough way to go. And – uh, if I'm a Lions fan, you know, I, I think you have to be concerned about Stafford's uh, the after effects of the dislocated middle finger on his throwing hand. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there was one throw to Golden Tate where it felt like he was either a little bit late or it was a little bit behind. Uh, I, in my notes, I wrote like a Werfel rainbow, which is probably a little bit cold, but um, it, it just didn't have enough mustard on it. It was accurate, like, you know, it was fairly well-placed, but Golden Tate had to slow down, and that's when Eli Apple was able to get his hand in there and kind of bat it away. And to me, Stafford usually would be able to get enough oomph on that ball to get it in there because Tate had Tate had beat that had beat Apple, but Stafford just couldn't get the ball there. And I don't know if that's because of the finger or he was just behind and seeing him, but it, it was close. And there was another one where uh, – there was another one where Stafford lobbed it up to uh, Golden Tate, but Gold, I don't know if the, de- if the defender fell down or Tate just burned the guy, but he had this huge cushion, and he had to slow down and come back to the ball on that one too, and he got down to, I think, the 11. That's when um, Zach Zenner, the Lions, handed the ball off of that dude, and they ended up fumbling. That's when the Giants recovered in the end zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tate had actually burned him pretty good. Yeah. He, uh, he had to come back for yeah, it. Yeah, but he had to come back for that. So if I'm a Lions fan, I'm pretty concerned because, the, the you know, the Lions, you remember the Falcons a couple years ago where they, they were good, but they won a lot of close games? You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you, have a, when, you, when you win a lot of small margin games, when a couple things go wrong, it's really hard to overcome that. Uh, and I'm a little concerned with the Lions that their margin with Stafford's hand injury, they don't have enough of a run game. They, they may not just they, they just may not have enough to that margin shrink. And now they're going to have a lot of pressure on them because uh, I think they have Dallas next, right? 
and then they yep. have Green Bay. So uh-huh. that that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's a lot on them because they were sitting pretty a, a couple weeks ago, and now it looks like they're gonna it, they're, it's just gonna get away from them. So uh, that's a big ask. We'll see what they have. Again, I'm worried about Stafford's hand, and I quite frankly I like the moxie that Green Bay is playing with right now. Uh, and God bless Ty Montgomery balling out against Chicago. I think it sets up pretty well for Green Bay to steal that division from Detroit, which is a very Detroit way to go out, isn't it? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, it would be so typical. But anyway, um, back to the Giants real quick. Uh, Beckham's 10th touchdown of the year, uh, and he also has at least 10 touchdowns in each of his seasons so far. So uh, clearly there's some fun with that. Side note, uh, while I was uh, watching some stuff in this game, uh, Bodie kept biting my hands as I was typing on my on, on the keyboard. <laughs> Uh, he decided that, that as my fingers were typing away, that they looked uh, tasty, and I was apparently playing with him, and so he bit the crap out of me uh, on, on my hand. It hurt like a mofo, dude. Uh, Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Cats, man. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know, this, this, is, uh, this is not that interesting, so I'll keep it brief, but uh, I know you as a you know, diehard Redskins fan certainly spent a lot of time on Redskins chat boards and, and, and various things and, and, you know, read as, you know, the internet basically is prone to do a lot of intelligent interesting people and can converse with them and a lot there of are. you know absolute trolling you know idiocy always uh, jack jack wagonry and uh i just found entertaining in this just the stupidest way of um i think it was from the like the new york giants facebook page they had a video of the players you know before that game um, it was Beckham and a, a handful of other guys, you know, going around and, and I, 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 they amuse me. They're entertaining, but these like, you know, I don't know, 20 second handshakes. I mean, this ridiculously long, you know, multi-move, you know, twirling around, <laughs> spinning their arms, doing a bunch of crazy things and they're all different. And, you know, I, I hope just since this is a Giants page, people are going to be like, oh, that's funny. You know, you keep, keep on rocking and everything. I felt like every... Honestly, more than not, other people commenting where people saying, "You know, if you just focus on the game, maybe you know you do better." You know, something. Like, what what more do you want them doing? Like, should they not like have things that you know they entertain them? And I mean, do you really think that somehow they're exhausting themselves with these you know complex handshakes <laughs> that they can't play the game anymore? Like, <laughs> shut the hell up! They, they can, yeah, they they can ha- they can handle <laughs> it, man. They they're gonna be okay. Like t- ten, at, ten and four, seven and one at home. Please, you know, stop doing what you're doing. Change it entirely. Cut out the stupid handshakes. Clearly, this is destroying your no. focus. You know, I mean, Shut up. I'm really the mindset that uh, not that I think the NFL needs to go all XFL and totally go crazy with it, but you know, I, I think they the league can do a better job of letting the players kind of um, express and you know, and then some people hate it. They're like, oh, act like you've been there. Just hand the ball to the ref. I don't need every player to hand the ball to the ref, dude. I like the Lambo leap. Um, I love Ezekiel Elliott going into the Salvation Army bucket. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's – I would much rather see the league, uh, you know, and, and fans appreciate – you know, these guys have to work their asses off. They do. And if you don't like some of the, you know, shenanigans, I mean, I, I, sometimes they go too far. We understand that, Okay. Um, sometimes they are excessive. I mean, Lord knows, at, at least Odell Beckham stopped wooing the net after the second or third game, right? You know, or but I mean, think about people get tired of Cam Newton dabbing. People get tired of this. They get tired of that. But yet, all that being said, those players operate under massively intense pressure, particularly in the big media markets. I, I like to see them having a little fun. That 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 is demonstrative of good rapport with their teammates. Um, that's demonstrative of you know, some team cohesiveness. 
uh, Esperide core, if you will. That one's for you, Shannon. Uh, I think those things are legitimate. You want to see a team that that plays together and plays together. You get what I'm saying? Um, and sometimes you want to loosen up a little bit and have a little fun before you go. Uh, I don't mind that, and I'd love to see the league kind of let players breathe a little bit with some celebrations and not be so quick to flag them. Um, right. and, and you can complain about a lot of different things. Uh, maybe the third pump is excessive, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't don't need the third pump. Um, I you know I get all that. We do, you don't necessarily need like sexually you know sexual things, right. but there's don't there's. There's so much stuff they could do that's just, you know, that's just a little fun. Right. Little don't, don't, don't be crude. But, I mean, I think that the one that, that bothers me the most is, I mean, that, that I don't even know because I just don't even care to know because I just basically assume it's just, you know, the no-phone league. I don't know all the exact ins and outs of what gets flagged. I mean, I know, I mean, there's the one that's like, you know, no, no group celebration essentially. And that just boggles my mind. Like, that's exactly what you should be doing. You should be celebrating as a team because, to me, I mean, you don't get in the end zone because of just you. You get in the end zone because of you it's and team 10 sport. other guys. I mean, it, it's it's one of the ultimate, if not the ultimate team sport because you, you can be the best player in the league and your team sucks. You know what I mean? And you don't win squat. Yeah. Yep. You can be the best lineman and your team is 0-16. Uh, I think we're looking at you. Yeah. I think their uh, definition of – Group celebration is something that's more it's choreographed rather yes. than spont spontaneous. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think, but I, I think I still, so. I it's like stop. it's kind of like uh, with stuff that Antonio Brown was getting flagged for because he'd always bring players in and they would do stuff with him that they would flag him for it. No, you're you're right. But I mean, I think as, as long as it's not being crude or cruel or insulting. Oh, you I, mean like when uh, Doug Baldwin crapped out the ball? Right. Well, yeah, and and, and that and that deserves that deserves a flag. That's a tough one for me, but yeah, maybe maybe that should be. You know, know, if if you poop if you maybe poop the ball, yeah, <laughs> he needed some shittens. Would that count as stick him? Let's ask Jerry Rice. Let's, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I mean, that's why. Like to me, it's like, man, why don't you just give him like, look, you have a thirty second window. You know, make you know, celebrate. Make just, uh, just as long as you're not just like running out the middle of the field, being in front of everybody's face, or going in front of the other bench. I mean, you you have 15, 20, 30 seconds. Celebrate, have a little fun, and just you know, make your way back to your sideline. Let it be. Uh, I'm okay with the, with the don't take your helmet off for the most part. That one doesn't bother me because I think you can celebrate and, and leave that on. And you know, once you get to the sideline, I don't care. You know, if you're still clearly in the field of play, you know, keep the helmet on. But uh, again, that's a little ticky tacky too. What does that really matter if the if the play is actually over? You know, I can real quickly just. I'm probably not gonna be around for Redskins segment if you talk about them. But um, I kind of don't want on, to. Uh, but probably yeah, maybe. Uh, pro tip on helmets: don't swing at them because you're not gonna <laughs> do anything. No, I don't so. understand. <laughs> Jordan Reed, like really, bro? What what was that? What was that? You know what? That's a, we can talk about. Look, we can talk about the highs and the lows in the NFC East. You know, and and the Redskins have have gone from being middling. I wouldn't say they ever had like a real high this year, but they've they've definitely been able to accentuate the butt suck express because every time somebody loses and gives that team a freaking golden opportunity to get a win or to cement a playoff berth, they find a way to piss it away and look like morons. The defense is atrocious. The third down defense is atrocious. They commit stupid penalties, and quite frankly, Jordan Reed probably should not even be out there. No, he shouldn't. Have. I mean, he he got he hurt in that easy. Dallas game. They probably should have just said, "Hey, you know what? Clearly, he, his range of motion isn't right. He can't move very well. Teams know his arm is hurt. They know he has that shoulder injury, 
And on the play, if I recall correctly, on the particular play that led up to him boxing with the dude's helmet, stupid, by the way, you're not going to win a boxing match with a football helmet, you ding dong. Uh, you're just not, man. It's not going to do your hands any good either. Uh, and he need you need your hands, bro. You got to catch, man. You got to catch. I mean, maybe he was just that frustrated and just wanted to get out of the game. It's stupid, but see, that's the thing. They got into his head, and I'm pretty sure in that play, the the whoever the defender was either tugged at or yanked at his injured shoulder, which is an a hole move to do. Oh, absolutely. It is, but dude, you you can't you can't square. It's not a boxing ring, man. This is not MMA. No, dude, it's football. Don't square up like gonna get into a Mike Tyson's punch out. Get the hell out of here, man. He does a no fight league. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, quite frankly, he deserved to be ejected. Maybe he was actually doing the the team a f- uh, a favor since they kept leaving him in the game. He was like, "I got to get out of here before I get hurt yeah, more." Probably. Let me do let me do the one thing that'll get me thrown out. <laughs> Maybe that was actually a heads up play by the guy. No, I mean it, it was dumb. It was, he play shouldn't have done it. Play before. I mean, he tried to do his route. He looked horrible trying to do it. He slipped and fell on his own. I mean, he just. Really did I write? Mean, honestly, I feel like bad for. Uh, I mean, shoot, I, I won. I'm actually in a you know fantasy championship against Mr. Mr. Giles because uh, my opponent he had four guys going on Monday night, but one of them was Jordan Reed, who I think a lot of people were kind of okie dokes by Reed the last two weeks. Is you know they said he was healthy enough to play, but clearly mm-hmm. he, he was not. And, no, uh, absolutely not. Especially it- last week, but I mean this this week too. I mean, he got one touch for like five yards. Um, and yeah, it just looks horrible. Looked in horrible pain, so he shouldn't have been out there. But uh-uh. yeah. he, he shouldn't have been out there. And and that's on you know. There's a lot of pressure, and clearly the the team needs to win. Uh, but the defense is garbage. They've got some good players. I you know I love Kerrigan. Uh, they've got some good players, but the deep whether it's the scheme, the play calling, the execution, they've lo- they've burned through safeties this year. They have issues at multiple levels. You know the offense has to carry that team. So if the offense has a bad day. In a bad game, that they're 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 in they're in a lot of trouble. Carolina is not a particularly good team this year, but you know it, in recent history it seems like Carolina has their number, and you know it, it's just kind of the way that it went. But I'm disappointed. Uh, you know I, I ended up meeting Shannon out. We went to uh, beat ups and I had some beers and ate some wings and you know whatever. It, it, it's just sad to me. You know they had an opportunity. To, you got the tie against Cincinnati over in London, which crap anyway. Um, and then, you know, they lost to Dallas. They had 10 days off, and then they played like poop against Arizona. Um, that was an opportunity game for them that they wasted. And, you know, their margin of error was nothing at this point. So when, you know, some other teams lose, they're sitting there with a golden opportunity. You know, Tampa Bay loses it. It, it opens the door for them. And what do they do? They, they suck ass on Monday Night Football. I'm surprised, quite frankly, that Carolina didn't put up more points than they did because you know the Redskins' defense kind of went bend, don't break for a while, uh, so they yeah. kept holding them to field goals, which was an achievement in and of itself. But you know when you open the second half and you fumble it, <laughs> when you fumble it and give them a cheap touchdown, you know that's a lot to overcome. And you know the Redskins, they're not good enough to overcome the mistakes when they shoot themselves in the foot. They're, they're not that good. The offense isn't that good. And the defense isn't that good, and the whole team isn't that good. You know, I kind of felt like they were a year away, and, and th- these are the games that really remind me of how what mm. they of what they need to do. And every once in a while, they play a, a, a fairly up game, and, and they look pretty good. I still like Kirk Cousins. I think one of the things that's really really important is from the Jordan Reed injury, you you understand how much of that how important he is for the of the flow of that offense. 
He really oh, opens because yeah. they don't have a particularly strong running game. I like Kelly, but you know, he he's he's a plugger, man. That's what he is. He's a plugger running back. He's not going to get enough touches to dominate. There's a lot of things he's not, but he, he's not a fumbler, and he gets good yards after contact. But um, they don't have a great running game. They've got some <clears> issues, and you know, but but they're they're just not good enough to overcome those kind of mistakes. And if they have a down game, which the offense did, you know, this is kind of what you end up with. So, you know, it dims the brakes, but they looked like crap on when they had a great opportunity to beat and and legitimize where they're at and legitimize, you know, a, 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 a you know, playoff spot, they blew it. And that's just kind of fitting for where they're at, but it's annoying. Yeah. It's it's annoying. <clears throat> um, so they went Chubba Wubba. They're pissing the year away. Yeah, they're, they're pissing the year away. Yeah, you know, probably one of the best hits in that game was Kirk Cousins taking out the cheerleader on the sideline. Oh. You, had, you had that one, and then you got Jordan Reed squaring up and trying to punch people in the face. Cause that's hey, a, give her credit though; she got right back up. Maybe put her on, put her in a uniform. I mean, yeah. she she got she got right back up. Oh, she did. She was she was kind of tough, man. So Justin, yeah. Do you think uh, if this season kind of fades away? and they don't look as strong, do you think that really hurts Cousins' uh, leverage? Uh, well, it doesn't help Cousins. It doesn't help him. I don't know how much it hurts him because he's he's good. I don't know that he's great, but I do think he's very good. But I, I, I also believe that Vernon Davis, who kind of did legitimately have a little bit of a rebirth in D.C., the problem is if you expected him to be Jordan Reed while Reed was out, that hasn't happened. So in a two tight end set, very valuable. As the one tight end, not as much. And that's just reality, man. It's just reality. And and Cousins didn't look. I I don't. I just the offense didn't look good. How much does it hurt him? We'll see. If if they if they tank out the rest of the year and Cousins plays like crap, you know people are gonna have to be like, hmm. Well, can we pay this guy that that much money? He's gonna get paid. Somebody's gonna pay him. I think if you're committed to Gruden, if you are committed to Gruden. Uh, you have to give McLuhan uh, time to keep, you know, drafting people, the free agents, and filling in the pieces. And, you know, quarterback's a pretty big piece. I believe he's certainly good enough to win. And one thing that I think is different about Cousins this year as opposed to earlier in his career is he can throw a pick without it turning into a Jake DeLone meltdown. You know what I'm saying? Where all of a sudden he goes from one pick to five. I think he's progressed, but I don't think he's good enough to carry a team at this point in his career. Will that change? Maybe. I think the progression is there. What is he worth? I don't know. It's whatever the I guess the market's going to pay, and I, I don't know that the Redskins can let him walk. No, but, they can't. He he, he set their uh, single season record for passing yards again uh, against Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, he set the record last year, and he then he broke it this year. Yeah. Um. So I mean, and some of that's just the modern NFL, <laughs> and he's in a, and and he's in a pass happy offense. He's in a pass happy offense. But they have to be. Well, yeah, that's kind of the way they're built. Uh, you know, maybe if they had a better running back. Uh, I don't even know if Gruden would really use a better running back. I mean, they they just, I don't know, maybe that's, that's a reflection of the offensive line. I don't, you know, I don't know, man. It's just some things that are disappointing. Um, you know, and it feels like every week they're like, no, we're going to run the ball some more, and then they don't do it. Th- there's stuff going on. I, you know, again, I think over the course of a season, you know, when a team is flawed, you generally see those flaws. And... Better teams get better over the course of the year, and average or mediocre teams, you know, usually get exploited and figured out before the year is done. 
And I, I just think that's where we're at. They're inconsistent. The defense clearly is terrible. And some of that's injuries, some of it's depth, some of it's just, I don't know, I mean, you know, maybe we got to throw the you know, defensive coordinator under the, under the bus. I mean, whatever, man. Uh, but just, just issues. And this is a team that has some pieces, but they're not there. But it, I do think Jordan Reed is a really, really critical cog for that offense because he helped, you know, Deshaun Jackson doesn't necessarily put up a ton of stats, but he takes the top off the defense. And then Jordan Reed can work. Um, a lot of different areas of the field. I think Cousins is used to him being there. I think the offense is really kind of built around certain things, and Reed is one of those things. Yeah, again, Vernon Davis, I'm glad to see him in D.C. Uh, I think he can be a, a pretty good contributor, but he, he can't do what Jordan Reed does, and I think that's just very evident. The two of them together, love it. So has he lost some leverage if they tank out? Probably a little bit. You know, but I, I still think he's twenty million plus by the time it's done. I just think that's what the rate's going to be for where he's at. We'll see. He's going to get paid, and I don't think the Redskins can let him walk. Uh, I, I just maybe they franchise him in one more time, maybe. But I, I I would imagine if they if they pull the franchise tag thing, they can you know one more time, and then they either they commit it's the old proverbial, you know, shittens or get off the pot. You know what I mean. <laughs> Hey, they can always get Brock Osweiler. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's Ar- Ar- Arnold says no deal. <laughs> Damn yeah, right that's all is the no deal. Need is get Croc Brock. No, 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 no Brock Osweiler. <laughs> no Brock Osweiler, man. I do not want <laughs> I, do, I do not want to see that guy in any capacity in a Redskins uniform. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. No, 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 and no. See, you mentioned Brock Osweiler. My baby wakes up upstairs. Thanks. <laughs> hey, ironically, that was Grayson Allen and Brock Osweiler this week. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> uh, anyway. That was the uh, NFL uh, footage of Brock after he got pulled from the game. Yeah. Yeah, that guy having a meltdown. Man, that's, that's great. Way to go, dude. Way to go. Uh, Mark, uh, any other, uh, I guess, any other thoughts there on the uh, on the Redskins collapse in the back end of the season? Since you're uh, in, in the heart of know, D.C., uh, are, are, are the, are, are uh, the fans I, depressed yeah, yet? Party, parting shots. Uh, I did have one other topic that uh, I assume would come up at some point, but I, I, I kind of wanted to weigh in on. Um. Yeah. Gus Bradley. We all knew it was happening. <laughs> it's a matter of how when. Hell do you do it so disgustingly? He's got to ride the plane back with the team. Come on, man. Are you really that pathetic of a franchise that you're going to do that to the man? Yes. It's just that's just despicable to me. And I mean, it sounds like he to, it sounds like he did it, took it took it with class. You know, went and talked to talk to the players individually, and I was just you know being you know responsible and respectful about it. But that is such an enormous it's weird. fail f of the week, and and I, I just don't. I, I'm really baffled. I mean, I'm just I'm baffled when things like that happen because you couldn't have possibly had the foresight to say maybe there's another way we can do this. That's not going to harm anything. It's not going to change the fact that he is still fired. But we can wait. We can wait until they're back in Jacksonville. I think. Yeah. I think it was uh, Herm Edwards said, yeah, there's two games left, man. What are you changing? Just let him finish with his players. You're going to fire him. Yeah. Do it, but you're not, do- you're not doing anyone any favors by doing it that way. No. 
You know, I, I kind of hope that you know he was on the on the team playing like. That'd be that'd be kind of fun, but no, I mean, that's just it's fitting for the problems of, of that franchise. Um, you know, I, I I've heard a lot of good things about him, about his attitude, energy, upbeat. I don't know why it hasn't worked out for him in Jacksonville. Uh, how much is that is on him? I don't know. Um, clearly, they're a bad team. <laughs> The Blake Bortles struggles are obviously part of that. They they had a lot of injuries for different, you know, in, in other seasons, but they've underperformed, they've underachieved, and he's had a pretty long leash. By the time you're, what is he, like 14 and 48 or some crap? Yeah. God, I have it written down somewhere, but, I mean, he's lost a bajillion games, man. Yeah. And it's just, they clearly don't look like they're getting better. And there, there's a point where you go, okay, this didn't happen. And, like, with Jeff Fisher and the Rams, it felt like there was weird stuff going on. You know what I mean? You got the Eric Dickerson thing, you know, leaks in the organization. It just felt like there was, like, bad stuff happening. Like, almost like right. they needed to get that guy out of there. You know what I mean? Um, I don't yep. know that I feel that way about um, Bradley in Jacksonville, but, you know, clearly it, it just wasn't going well. It wasn't going to get better, but it is weird. And then it's it's extra weird to be like, yeah, hang on on the team flight, bro. Why not? And, you know, I read that there's talk that they might try to go after Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, be a bad move at all. No, it, he he would be a good guy to kind of stabilize the franchise. You know, you're already in Florida; it's retirement zone anyway. You know, <laughs> um, I think Coughlin has the energy to do it again, and and probably a little bit of time off uh, post. You know uh, what happened with the Giants is probably good for him. Um, he would be a little refreshed, but and that might be one of those things he could kind of be a steward. I don't know that he would have enough time to really turn that around. Wasn't Coughlin in Jacksonville to begin with? Yeah, that's where it all started. Mm-hmm. God, how weird would that be for him to go back there? You know what I'm saying? Like, how weird hey. would that be for him to be back in Jacksonville? The first day, though, he'd walk in and be like Arnold and looking at all them players and be like, you like discipline. <laughs> yeah, he- that would be Coughlin the very first day. Yes! He'd also follow it up with a... Stop whining! That's right. You like discipline. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. Hey, as long as nobody talks about playoffs, man. None of that. Oh, soundboard, you failed. It froze. That's okay. To get back to the Gus Bradley thing. It's weird. I think, you know, if you're going to fire somebody like that, try, you know, charter them a different flight, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like they don't spend Boku bucks and all this other stuff. I would imagine they have private planes. They've got other means to do that. I think that's very awkward. An unfortunate for him to be on the flight back with the players uh, in We're that particular late. moment. You know, I mean, it, it, that's just weird. And it, he had, he, didn't, he, didn't he have like a 30 or 40 minute press conference the next day? Probably. I mean, he had like a massive press conference the next day. Like, huh? I get that the GM and owner were frustrated with the outcome of that game. Of course. And that, and that's probably why it led to it. I mean, they made that's the because, decision. That's because the turnout, the outcome of the game was savage. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you know, anyway, I, I, I couldn't, I had to do that. I had to do that. I had to do that. <laughs> of course. There was, there's no, there's no way around that one. That one's going to rough out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, the team didn't quit on them at least. I mean, they did have some fight in them. Right. There, and there's there's merit in that. I mean, because a lot of teams could lay down. I mean, look look at the way the Jets have been over the past couple. Of weeks. I mean, that's a, that's a team that looks like they quit. Yeah. You know, um, oh, yeah. and yeah. and t- and like think about how bad Chicago is. But 
they're still fighting. I mean, that's a team that's still trying in games. You know, you know when a team's ha- ha- they're having a bad season. You know the difference between a team that has mailed that's mailing it in and has quit versus a team that's going to fight you. It doesn't mean they're yeah. going to win. I mean, they're good, but they still have fight in them. And I think a team that still has fight in it. Um, that's in part of reflection of the coach and staff. Again, it's weird. I think it's unfortunate. I think it's weird. Um, I don't know how much that really hampers them going forward. I think, you know, I would imagine, uh, Bortles has flashed enough upside that most people think that's still there. Uh, and maybe this year is just, uh, an anomaly. They've got some good young wide receivers. There, 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 there is talent in Jacksonville. Why this year went the way that it did. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons for it. Um, obviously not a not a stupendous division. So you'd think if they could get the right kind of leadership and tighten some things up that they could rebound fairly quickly. Could. Doesn't mean they will. Um, and it doesn't mean that Bortles figures it out and stops stops looking like Mr. Failbuckets. God, he's got to be one of the big fantasy busts this year, doesn't he? It has to be. Yeah. Real-world bust and fantasy bust. I mean, it absolutely has to be. Especially the uh, second half of the season. The first half of the season, he was always fantasy gold because he was always playing from behind. Well, if nothing else, he was going to give you a whole bunch of garbage stats. But even now, the second half of the season, he's not even putting up that. Yeah. (laughs) I think Matt's cat's going Jordan Reed on him, trying to punch him in the face. He probably deserves it. (laughs) Beat me, bitch. (laughs) Hey, Matt, that's one way to get some pussy. (laughs) <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah. My cat's yeah. tried to punch him like yeah. three times. Yeah. That's pretty funny. There it is, man. Smart cat. Hey, shut up. Smart cat. <laughs> oh, Lord. There you go, Whitfield. Little offspring. <laughs> Dedicated to your cat. And Jordan Reed, apparently. <laughs> I don't want to hit that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, the old cock Brock, Brock Osweiler benched after two more picks. Man, I did like how the Jaguars went up thirteen to nothing on a that was a goal line Blake Bortles TD run. What did he throw for like ninety yards in that game? But he, he had that touchdown run. That was pretty great. Uh, anyway, for the Texans, actually, this is a question for Shannon. We'll end segment one in a moment. Uh, I need to go check on this baby. She's uh, fussing. But uh, for the Texans, man, this is their 10th straight division win. Obviously, a comeback. <laughs> it's the longest active streak in the NFL. Amazingly. And wow. I'm not sure if that means the Texans are good or their division sucks balls. In my notes, I just uh, said, let's ask Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Also, you said balls. There it is. That's for you. So, weird. We'll we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, I would imagine that Bradley's going to get another opportunity, not as a head coach, uh, but he'll certainly get the chance to kind of reboot his career as a coordinator. Was he the uh, Seattle D coordinator when they snagged him, or was he Atlanta? Seattle. Yeah, I, I thought it was – without looking it up, I thought he came from Seattle. But He did. He was their defensive coordinator, yeah. and then Dan Quinn took over his yeah. job, and then Dan Quinn left. And yeah. Hey, the, yeah. the Niners, will, Niners will take Bradley as a defensive coordinator. I'll do that. I'm hey, good with that. Just remember that Jeff Fisher wants a chance to play the Rams. Maybe you'll have Jeff Fisher in San Francisco. No. 
<laughs> no. No. Just like you don't no. want to get cock brocked. I don't need no. Fisher in San Francisco. No, no. I, don't, I don't need any of that brock. By the way, on uh, on my score for the uh, 49ers and the Falcons, I had Falcons 41, 49ers score who gives a shit. That <laughs> <laughs> was about the extent of it. <laughs> 41, then I put it the, thir- the 13 in parenthesis, obviously, but 41-13 whooping. Anyway. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, what, yeah, we need to get out of here. Uh, I do want to say, um, thank you, Devonte Freeman for breaking off three touchdowns and ruining my fantasy matchup with Whitfield. Um, Tevin Coleman, dude, you couldn't have gotten one, couldn't have gotten one. Come on, bruh. Anyway, Falcons had a season high, 248 rushing yards. And I did not realize that the Falcons actually lead the NFL in scoring at 33 and a half points per game. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. So, uh, not a lot of highlights from that one other than the Falcons kind of whooping up on them. And <laughs> Devontae Freeman ruining my fantasy semifinal with Woodfield. <laughs> At the week after, he does like six points in our league. Six. And then he drops a 50 spot on me. Great. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, Woodfield's like, yes, I planned that. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, dickhead. Made some calls. <laughs> yeah, you made some calls. I was violated sexually, and that man is going to pay. Sir, I suspect you are in possession of drugs, and I'm going to have to give you a full cavity search. I think that was the better soundbite of the two. Ah. <laughs> First one was a little, little bit of fail, man. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady! Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Anyway, uh, hey, Mark. Um, the best lines of that movie. I know. Die Hard, absolutely a Christmas movie, man. That's right. If you don't think Die Hard's a Christmas movie, that's your problem. Because it sure, it, as far as I'm concerned, it sure as hell is, man. So anyway, well, let's uh, let's wish Mark a, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and however else he wants to celebrate, man. I know you got to get out of here, and we'll wrap up segment one. So it, safe travels, have fun with the uh, you know the fam and the friends. Uh, your first, uh, your first, uh, you know, Christmas as a married man. Absolutely, sir. Just remember, stocking stuffers muy importante. Muy importante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Muy we, important. We had, we had, a bl- had a blast with my family in Richmond this past weekend. So we're Good. heading to see uh, the McKinleys in, in Pennsylvania uh, this upcoming weekend. So, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to Good. it. Good. Uh, hugely, hugely Merry Christmas to all my brothers here at the Brew and yeah, man. Everybody, everybody listening to us. That's right. That's right. So, a uh, Merry Christmas, friend. Have a good time. And I guess, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, you know, if you have any, like, I'm going to walk off. I'm out of here after segment one. And any deep thoughts by, you know, Jack. Well, I'd say Jack Candy, but that's probably the. Wouldn't it be great if, if that San Diego Chargers guy that was pocket pooling himself, if his name was Jack Candy? <laughs> but, wouldn't it actually be fitting? You know. And by the way, is it me or could Hugh Jackman have taken some. Not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> The Browns could only wish they were coached by Hugh Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) Hugh, Hugh could take some lessons from Mr. Pocketpool. (laughs) As 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 many issues as he had trying to get to that challenge flag. Oh my God, Hugh Jackman. I don't know, man. That San Diego dude, his balls may be getting in the way. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't chafed all that pocket pool that dude was playing. 
Must, must have chalked <laughs> up, brother. <laughs> but yeah, Hugh Jackson digging around in his pants trying to get that challenge flag out, man. He definitely needs lessons from Pocket Pool, dude. So speaking of stocking stuffers, I guess we kind of know what that guy's stuffing. Hey, Mark. <sighs> there. It's minus two and a half. You taking the points? Who's minus two and a half? Which, which team is Giants. minus two and a half? Oh, against the um, Eagles? I'd probably rather the under in that game. But, yeah, I mean, if I expect them to win, I expect them to win by, you know, I feel a little more. So, would, wouldn't touch it out of it's just too big of a rooting game for me. But uh, I don't know what the number is. What, what's the over-under? 41. Wow, that's low. I was over more like 44. I still think I'm taking under, though. I would take the under as well. I Mark. like a 17-13 kind of game. Yeah. Mark, I, I have two things for you. As we right. wish you, as we wish you a merry Christmas, and send you packing. Number one, I don't know why I decided to bring this one back up, but for some reason, I, I was thinking of of you and like random ass stuff, and this popped into my head. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, <laughs> that's what it's gonna. I actually meant to bring you into this. Make bacon pancakes. <laughs> bacon pancakes, making bacon. Pancakes. Take some bacon and I'll put it in a pancake. Bacon pancakes, that's what it's gonna make. Bacon pancake. I don't know why I like that mashup so much. It really is fantastic. I don't know why I do it. I hope if you can find it easily and if you want to. Do you know the, the, the Lil John Lazy Town remix? I don't think I'm familiar with that. I'd have to pull you can it. Pull it up on YouTube really quickly. It's it's a minute long, but you will absolutely adore it. It's it's in the same similar vein to that, um, but more Lil John. Um, but uh, <laughs> Lazy Town. What? Cooking the Lazy book Ta- featuring Lazy, Lazy Town Lil John. It'll come up. That's many many million views. It's a I'm waiting for this to get better. I think the only thing that's tricky, that is fun, but you kind of need the visual. That's the only thing that's I do like it, but... They, they, they splice it in a little bit here, but... Yeah. yeah. The only thing I can picture is Dave Chappelle like just going off in this. I like how we're talking about cooking bacon pancakes and some lazy town little John thing, man. Great. Little John just makes me happy. Well, you know what? I do have crying babies. I need to go get to that. So, Mark. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. 
anyway, uh, safe travels, my friend. Merry Christmas. Hope it's excellent. And we will catch you after after a little bit of Christmas fun, man. All right. Good luck to your Thank Giants you tomorrow much. night. You well, of course, actually tonight, technically, because uh, we're already in Thursday morning. Uh, but I, I think you'll be uh, happy with the results of that game. I, I hope we're punching our playoff ticket. I'll be very excited. Thanks so, man. All right. You have a great night, bro. Thank you very much. I'll too. All right, cool. Merry Christmas. Late, bro. Peace. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes. Uh, so Mark obviously is done for the night. And then uh, Whitfield had some other stuff going on, so we had to lose him. Uh, well, no, we didn't have to lose him. He had to get out of here. <laughs> so we lost him. So from five down to three, that's the way that it goes. Which I know he was getting out of here, man. We would have given him a uh, you know a little Merry Christmas and a peace out. But uh, So Whitfield, I guess... Uh, you don't get the uh, uh, Merry Christmas and a peace, peace out. You get this, this headline. Uh, elephant gets revenge by farting on another elephant's head. <laughs> <laughs> Courtesy of Mashable. Let's see. With any luck, the audio lines up really well. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh. <laughs> Wow. That's pretty bad. <laughs> that sounds like he crapped on the dude. That doesn't just sound like a fart. Holy That hell. sounds like... Fart, like sound effects at all? That's the actual fart? That was the fart, dude. Wow. That's gnarly. Oh, I'm doing a wipe after Dude, that. that was like me the next day after eating that salsa. Hey, guys. Speaking of shittins, apparently... <laughs> Oh my lord! Oh, that sounds. They make elephant size. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I mean, that's one way to test to see if shittens are just as. But more we have, than we have clearly the first case. Yeah, not only do we have shittens and an elephant uh, farting on another elephant's head, uh, two trunks, one cup, but I think we finally have the uh, first perfect "Let It Go" reference. <laughs> What <laughs> way to let it go? God. That just sounds awful. Anyway, okay. Ugh. If you have a dingleberry hanging, I mean, he is like, if you pull, I sent the video in the sports group chat. If you pull the video, I mean, he's like sitting on the oh. other elephant's head. I oh. mean, he's flat out sitting on that other elephant's head. There's wow. nothing left hanging other than, uh, no. That's let it flow. You know what I mean? That's, that's let it flow. That, that's done. Well, look, let's run through it. I, I think the elephant mm -hmm. went shack there for a minute. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> of course. Oh really? I was gonna play. I was gonna play. In my opinion, that sucked. But the, uh, the apparently soundboard.com is still a little bit, a little bit jacked up. No Harry Carey, holy cow! Boo! Yeah, a whole oh, bunch of garbage. Oh my God! Who the hell? Well, cares? I guess for that elephant. Penis in your anus. There you go. We'll, we'll get one of them to work. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yippee ki motherfucker! There you go. Anyway, all right. 
So let's, <laughs> let's, let's run through a couple of things. Where should we go first? So I guess in honor of Whitfield, we can knock out Packers-Bears. Um, I did want to, you know, it's a shame he's gone. It's a shame he and Mark are gone because they actually would enjoy this reference. I totally went ahead and pulled a video I thought was appropriate. Actually, this would be legit for not only the Packers-Bears game, uh, but also the Titans-Chiefs game. What, no Bring It On, love? Shannon, have you ever seen Bring It On? Not all the way through, bro. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. That was classic, man. A little burr is cold in here. There must be some... Clover's in the atmosphere. It was legit, dude. Ripped off with the other high school where it was the Toros in the atmosphere. Didn't have the same panache, though. The Clover's crushed it. Anyway, okay. So that was a reference that was largely lost on you two. Sorry, bro. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm good with Lion King, though. <laughs> Oh man, I still still find it hard to believe that that actually came out of an elephant's ass, but, you know. No, it did. (laughs) But, you know. It did. It did. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Packers-Bears. Yeah, man. Nine degrees of kickoff. Obviously, the Packers need to keep winning to keep their playoff hopes alive and to set themselves up to steal that division. Kudos, of course, to Ty Montgomery. Uh, that dude was just balling in that game, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to pull those numbers in a moment, but he was pretty ridiculous. Uh, Barkley had a couple of uh, <laughs> tater lobs up that Haha Clinton Dix picked off. I'm not sure what uh, Matt Barkley was seeing, but it definitely wasn't Clinton Dix, which quite honestly sounds like a bad presidential ticket. I was going to say yeah. that's uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like a bad presidential ticket for damn sure. Uh, and hell, man, uh, Packers had the ball at one point at the second and seven from the 42, and our buddy, former Seahawk, former, didn't so, I think somebody else picked him up briefly in the season two, uh, Christian Michael, uh, yeah, that dude popped off a 42-yard touchdown run. Weird. I think he's the only guy in NFL history to have two 40-plus-yard T runs for two different teams in the same season, which wow. is weird. Uh, but this is definitely one of those things where, you know, um, obviously I was not rooting for the Bears. You know, everybody knows, like, I pull for the Redskins and the Packers. But I'm a football fan, so, like, I you know, when <laughs> I just enjoy good games. But this is definitely one of those games where, um, you know, the Bears are playing hard for, you know, old Fox. And Jordan Howard kept on plugging. That team kept on grinding. And they closed it down. Uh, Howard got a touchdown in the fourth quarter. His first and goal from the nine. He had a, a plugger touchdown, man, just plowing through the D. Uh, 27-24, Bears were closing in. And then eventually they forced a 27-27 tie. Uh, under a minute to go is Packers ball, third and 11 from the 26. Man, they have no timeouts. Uh, Rodgers drops back and just, man, he's sliding around by a little bit of time. But he pops off a, a big old 60-ish yard bomb to Jordy Nelson. And how on earth that D blew that coverage that bad? And yes, I did did just use D and blow in one <laughs> sentence. Uh, but how they blew that coverage that bad is beyond me, man. That was crazy. So definitely nice D there. Chicago, uh, safety blew it and just left the middle of the field wide open for Jordy Nelson to exploit. Rodgers hit him. And I tell you, man, for all the issues that Rodgers and that Green Bay offense have had, 
There is something about big old bombs late in game and being clutch with big throws. That team has a knack for doing some of those things, dude. It is really crazy. Uh, Packers ended up banging out a 32-yard field goal as the clock expired. Uh, fourth consecutive win for Green Bay. And their seventh straight win at Chicago. Not just versus at Chicago. So apparently they have a home away from home, <laughs> which is just <laughs> weird, man. Did you see the one thing where, um, like, the C flew off of one of the players' helmets? <laughs> yeah, that tells it, it, you how cold it was. Yeah, like, the logo blew off of there, dude. That was crazy. When it's crazy. so cold that the freaking glue comes undone <laughs> on the logo. Yeah. Damn, that's cold. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Ty Montgomery, by the way, 16 carries, 162 yards, and two touchdowns. Longest 61. Man, that, that, that dude had an average of 10.1. That is filthy. That is filthy. But let's be honest, this game never should have been that close. No. This game game should have never come down to a last-second field goal to win. Shouldn't have, but it did. But, I mean, isn't that kind of fitting? I mean, you know, you got these two teams, rivalry, division, history, and, you know, Green Bay should should run away from them. Well, I mean, to be fair, they kind of look like they did, and then, you know, Chicago just obviously mounts a pretty, pretty strong comeback. Well, I mean, Matt Barkley is kind of uh, auditioning for a job next season, or attempting to anyway, even if it is a backup role well, that's behind okay. somebody else. Well, I, I don't think they're going to bring Cutler back. So No, I, I think the I, Cutler era is done. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think he's done there. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to make some mistakes, but he's also making some plays as well with Jordan Howard, you know, and... I don't know if you keep Al Alshon Jeffrey anymore. I, I, th- I think you. I think Cutler goes. I think you keep Alshon um, if you believe that you. If you believe Howard is legit, and he's he's looked good on a, on a bad team, but he's looked good uh, for the most part of the duration of the season, not just a game here or a second game. I mean, he's done some good running. If you believe that Howard is legit and Alshon, uh, if you believe both of those guys are legitimate, then you want to keep them there, and that <clears throat> that's going to make them an attractive point for. If they want to be aggressive in free agency or to try to trade for somebody, uh, obviously draft and young, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to do that too. But there's a lot of crapshoot. But if they want to try to bring somebody in, then to have some pieces in place is going to be pretty big. I mean, I don't, I don't think a guy like Romo would go to Chicago. I think that's a bad. I don't think that's a great fit for him. But you know, if you want to yeah. be attractive to, you know, free agent quarterbacks, then you've got some pieces. Well, and the thing for Rome was he's late enough in his career that he's going to want to go to a contender regardless. Of so. course, Denver. Yeah, well, I mean that that's the easy that's the easy fallback. Denver, Arizona. I don't think the Jets are good enough. Um, yeah. I think I think Denver. Everybody's going to circle the wagons for Denver when it comes to Romo. Maybe maybe Houston, maybe Houston, which would let him stay obviously in the same area. Uh, flip conferences, weak division, yeah. And, and when that defense yeah. is fully it's, healthy, they're yeah. not a bad defense. And you know, get to play yeah, inside. Andre Hopkins, uh-huh. it's not a bad idea. That I think could be an interesting. I don't know That's, that it would happen, but I think it's pretty clear that um, the Brock Osweiler era is going to be a short one. <laughs> More than so, that. so Coach Cal approves one and done. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. This is the Coach Cal. This is the Coach Cal of careers in the NFL. Uh, Brock <laughs> Osweiler, in all likelihood, should be a one and done. And you know, if they kept playing him, and they, they've lost plenty over the years, especially in the playoffs. I mean, Letterman jackets. Brock Osweiler would have a Letterman jacket. That dude. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? He would absolutely rock that Letterman jacket and keep the fail train going. Uh, but yeah, one and done, man. I, I think you got to get the guy out of there. I don't know what they're going to be bound to him for, depending on that contract is structured. Maybe they essentially have to keep him next year. I'm not sure. It, it would depend on on how the cap or how that contract is set. But um, I think it's pretty it's pretty clear that he's not the answer. Um, no. They've got some skill position talent. Uh, I'm not saying that's like a world beater offense, but it definitely should be better than it is. You know, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. Yeah, man, I mean, Will good. Fuller. I mean, they, there's some tools there and some serviceable yeah. tight ends. Serviceable tight ends. So, uh, Brock has definitely underperformed. That a uh, Houston would be an interesting fit for Romo. Yeah, relatively, uh, you know, an unsettled division. There's no dominant team in that division. Tennessee is up and coming. Indy is a little hit or miss. Um, Jacksonville's terrible at the moment. So, you know, if you're talking a three-year window, Houston Houston could probably probably be not maybe not necessarily winning the division, but it would be a playoff team realistically every year. Right. Because you still have the defense. Uh, and Denver probably would, too. I mean, even though their running game is kind of fail buckets at the moment. So Well, the offensive line. And yeah. you know what? For that, maybe I would go to Houston. I'd, I'd be tempted. Denver. If they can make the money. I don't know that they can make the money work. Right? Because someone's going to be that what, what be. he wants. But, look, if you want to win, if you want to win, it, there's only going to be a couple of teams that are worth him going to. Well, and especially like with Denver, they don't have a lot of money wrapped up in their quarterback, so they would have the room to at least give him something of what close to what he wants. Well, he's made a lot of money. You know, if he just wants to get paid, he can find some somebody that's just going to pay him. You know I what I mean? If he wants a ring, if he wants a ring, if he wants a ring, then I think he'll he might still make a lot of money, but I think he, you know, what I mean, you take the trade off in some scenarios and you know, maybe, maybe you chip off a little bit of that cash to go to the team that you really want and the team you think is going to give you the best spot. Although I do think it's odd that the two the two best fits are going to be AFC teams. I saw a couple of people saying, oh, maybe he'll end up in uh, with the Redskins. I was like, no. No. <laughs> no, no that don't, that's not going to happen. I, no. <laughs> I think not. I think not. A lot of things could happen. I think that's very, very low on the uh, very low on the totem pole there. So. A lot of the NFC teams have their quarterbacks already. That's the thing. Yeah. And the teams that are going to need quarterback help aren't contenders. Yeah. That's true. So, I mean, it, again, he's got a, he's got, he's going to have a relatively compact window, late stage in his career, uh, obviously an injury history. That's going to factor into it. You know, we, we've seen teams, when the defense really plays up, man, you can kind of cheat off a little bit with the offense. You know, I uh, look at the back end with Peyton Manning. Of course, Romo was not Peyton in any capacity. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're if if you're on a team that's playing high level football and the defense is that strong, you don't have to put on you you don't have to carry the full load for the team, and that would be a huge difference for that guy. So, yeah. be kind of curious. Um, we'll just burn through a couple of games and we'll get out of here. Uh, Patriots Broncos. Uh, I will say. Um, <laughs> Not that it was a high-scoring shootout, glamorous kind of affair, uh, but I think that's a solid win for New England uh, going in there. Uh, kudos to LeGarrette Blunt, 15th rushing touchdown of the season for him. Uh, Single-season franchise record, by the way. And, you know, really for New England to go in and beat Denver in Denver, that's part of the story here. Uh, I believe the last time the Patriots beat the Broncos in Denver, uh, Tim Tebow was still the quarterback. Wow. So, 
<laughs> you're going back. Well, part of that, I mean, they had Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? So yeah. a tough, yeah. a t- tough place to play. Bad weather. Well, the weather doesn't really matter. They're used to that junk. Uh, but it was Peyton so Manning at home. The altitude is. Yeah. I, I think I think that's the only place Brady has a losing record is at Denver. So it's probably something to do with the altitude. Yeah, maybe Denver itself. But but uh, quality. But what we've always said about the Patriots is Belichick always takes away the other their opponents strength yeah and mm-hmm. denver's strength is their pass defense they did they just ground and pound i mean Dion lewis and Legarrette blunt were just terror terrorizing them all game long they did well yeah. and you know there was one in the second quarter it was a 3-3 game at that point simeon threw a pick in the red zone it was a bad throw it was behind it was definitely behind the receiver inside and behind him uh, Logan Ryan picked that thing off. Little uh, defensive back thievery on that one. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's just it just didn't feel like the Broncos had enough horses in it. You know what I mean? They just didn't. Uh, watching that game, it, it again, it's one of those where if you're looking for you know a point explosion, you didn't get it. But I, I think it went. It, it really went to show you uh, that's a quality win for a team like New England uh, to go in and play in a tough environment and just kind of grind that thing out. Uh, there's a few teams in the league that I think can flex their play style pretty, I, I hate to say easily, I think readily. Uh, they can adapt to certain game conditions, whether it's weather, whether it's high scoring, low scoring, defensive, ball control, clock control. And, and New England is one of those teams that can do it. And some of that is certainly a credit to Belichick and the coaching and how he gets them prepared. But just the way that they've been able to build that team out, obviously over a big chunk of time here. Uh, a straight division title for the Patriots. That is the first time in NFL history that that has been done. So big kudos to them on that one. Uh, they also clinched a first round bye. So uh, Denver, by the way, their offense meant no first downs in the third quarter. Zero. Wow. Mm-hmm. Zero. Makes it really hard in a game like that. If that's what you do, it's going to make it really hard to stay in it and to try to set yourself up for you know to be in position to win it. Edelman, solid game. I think this was the, was the drive right after Logan Ryan picked that thing off. But anyway, you got a couple of uh, Edelman catches, and then LeGarrette Blunt just caps off that drive with that touch. And again, that was his 15th of the year. That was a 10-3 patch lead. But I, you know, that was one of those games watching it. I just never felt like Denver really had enough to threaten, to truly threaten New England in that game. Um, no. you know, and, and I think that's just reflective of where they're at. You know, the, the Broncos are kind of the outside looking in, and that's probably where they're going to stay. So and yeah. I will say that Emmanuel Sanders learned why Malcolm Butler's a Pro Bowl corner. Because <laughs> Butler owned him, even though Sanders decided to go off on Twitter about it. Well, you know, go off on the field, dude. Twitter's nice. <laughs> go off on the field. Game tape says something different there, mm-hmm. Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, Lindy, yeah, you should be, ha- should be happy. Um, it's a nice setup for New England. Uh, we'll see what they do with it. Uh, but I think it's definitely to their advantage to get, say, you know, if Oakland has to travel to New England, I think that's to the Patriots' advantage. You know what I mean? Bad weather, cold weather. You know, again, teams that aren't used to that. You get to this time of the year, and it's it's really important to be able to play good, yeah. bad weather yeah, football. We, yeah, we've already seen what happened to Oakland, especially with uh-huh. uh, with Carr and his, middle, his finger there. It's just in the cold weather. Yeah, he he was horrible against Kansas City that game. Yeah, I mean it, it's tough that, and I still think I, I like the Raiders. I think they're good. 
they are still susceptible to some big pass plays and giving up these big chunks of yardage, okay? They still have some issues with that. But if I'm the Patriots and I can get home field and get some of these teams, if they're going to have to go through Foxborough, you know, a guy like Carr, man, you know, we'll see what happens as far as that finger healing. But, I mean, I would imagine it's going to linger on him all the the duration of the season. I would expect because he's getting contact every week. He didn't get to just uh, think of a cast and chill out and play video games and watch Netflix. You know what I mean? So, yep. Cowboys, Bucks. Uh, obviously, uh, Dallas aiming to be the the number one seed in the NFC. This would be for the first time since 2007. Uh, not always a particularly pretty game. Certainly some moments. I think the real story of Cowboys-Bucks is, number one, how so many people were like sl- knob-slobbering all over Tampa Bay uh, to go in and, and you know just steal the W from, um, from Dallas. But I think part of this is really... Watching Dallas respond, giving the issues they had the week prior. And, you know, again, some of that is the Giants conversation, the way their defense is playing, the team gelling, coming around, and all of that's relevant. Again, to have taken that loss for so many people to be calling for Dak to be benched, uh, for him to respond the way that he did, <laughs> I think tells you quite a bit uh, about who he is and what he's trying to do as a player. I'm not saying he's, you know, everything's going to be pretty, but. You know, it was 32 of 36. I'm going to say that again. 32 of 36. That's pretty good. If you, if that's what your completion percentage is going to be, and you, you know, you're willing to take some shots, not shabby. Uh, Winston, if I remember correctly, had three picks. Had some, had some, yeah. he had some bad ones in that one, but, uh, either one of you have any, uh, thoughts in particular as far as Bucks Cowboys or, I mean, I think the biggest thing was is just we knew going into this game for both teams, you had the Cowboys having to prove that, you know, they were better than the week before. Then Mm -hmm. you've got just a big test for a young Tampa Bay team that's trying to build momentum. Yeah, now they're behind the eight ball in the the chase for a playoff spot. But the thing is, they're still in the thick of it. So they still have an opportunity. Absolutely. I I mean, they played hard. I mean, yeah, they... They got exposed, but that happens. That's going to happen, especially with a young team like that. Oh, of course. There's some lessons in that. Some lessons in that. Well, if nothing else, I think Dak responding with that kind of production, that kind of game, given some of the grief and people calling for Romo and, and everything, you know, just the way that that went, uh, that's got to feel good. And we'll see. Oh, if most he, definitely. Yeah, we'll see if he keeps that up. I would expect as much, but again, you never quite. Never quite know what you're going to get. Never quite know what you're going to get. Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, career high, 159 rushing yards. And this, in his uh, very young NFL career, he had a a seventh hundred yard plus game. So clearly, you need to keep feeding that man. However you do it, you got to keep feeding him. It's crazy to think that his career high is 159, considering some of the games he's had during the season. You would have thought it would have been a lot higher than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Especially against the Steelers it's earlier still, in the season. Yeah, it's still, it's still a pretty beast average. Without, <clears throat> Definitely. You know, without going back to look at game by game by game by game by game, still that that's a good number. Seventh 100-yard-plus game. Man. That's a Not football, bad. That's a football player, buddy. Uh, actually did like, in case you missed it, let me see if I can find it real quick. While I'm looking for that, a uh, little tip of the cap to Jaja Gabor. Uh, I do like this one quote. Jaja said, quote, 
I'm a marvelous housekeeper. Every time I leave a man, I keep his house. <laughs> I thought it was great. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. She no, like eight, divorced eight times or yeah, something. She she had a lot of houses, but ninety nine years old. Yeah, I mean that that's a good life, man. We were joking around about the you know obviously the celebrity deaths and uh, but uh, dude, if you if you live ninety nine years and you do all the things she did, that that's a full life. She she did you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. She enjoyed her time on Earth. That is for damn sure. Oh, and I think we actually lost Mark because he he went to go do that Taco Bell challenge that we had that video of, which is drinking laxatives and super gluing your butt shut. So, there's a fact. that that video is ridiculous. Oh, of course it is. I mean, are you surprised? No, not really. Yeah, just sounds like a bad D stat bet waiting to happen. <laughs> bad D stat bet. <laughs> bad D stat poo, man. Is that poo? Dangerous. Dangerous, My my question is, did he really need to drink the laxatives after eating Taco Bell? Probably not. I think that's just for dramatic effect. Because I think Taco Bell is going to evacuate out of him fairly quickly anyway. That's my thought as well. I can't eat there anymore, man. Obviously, he was trying to see if he could see stuff from his childhood that he may have swallowed. Gross. Taco Bell is the kind of place now that if I haven't been drinking, if I eat there, I'm going to feel like garbage. If I have been drinking, I can eat there and it just kind of absorbs. But oh, that's, dude. A general, that's a general idea. I wonder if that's what the elephant ate. <laughs> you know what? I Someone think that elephant Taco Bell. I think that's a legit point. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, I will say, uh, speaking of some fireworks and some shootouts, who on earth saw that Saints Cardinals game going the way that it did? Forty-eight to forty-one, bro. Barn burner. Defense. Barn burner. Yeah. What? Defense. Defense. What's that? Defense. Defense was optional. Mm-hmm. It's like looking for Bueller. You know, I mean, damn. Bueller. Defense. <laughs> Defense. I did want to, uh, you know, a little tip Anybody? of the cap. Like anybody, defense. That's, that's right. Uh, certainly a little tip of the cap to David Johnson, first player in NFL history with more than 100 scrimmage yard scrimmage yards in the first 14 games of a season. So 100 plus every time. Wow, that's good contribution right there, friend. And I do, I do like Michael Thomas in in New Orleans. He looks like he's going to be legit. 48 to 41, man. Of all the scores, I did not see that. Nope coming in any capacity that was nuts I mean, we, we knew that the saints offense was capable of that but i just didn't think that the last two chance. weeks prior i mean breeze didn't even have a touchdown pass in no. either game no i think he was zero touchdowns and six picks and in this particular game if i remember correctly zero picks and four touchdowns it's crazy what has happened to the cardinals that defense was just so amazing last year. They were such a strong team, and all of a sudden it was just like, meh, who cares? That's like express. You know, again, I, I think the defense for the most part has has done a fairly good job. Uh, Palmer doesn't look the same. They've obviously had some offensive challenges and offensive issues. So, 
I mean, it's no wonder why the dude had a heart attack earlier in the season. I mean, damn. That's cold, bro. I'll be honest. I mean, if my if my team's gonna just do that every week, practically, well, apart. It, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I think back to the Atlanta example. You know, I think a few years ago where you had a team that, and this is probably relevant for Carolina too. Um, although uh, one random side note, Randy, this one's for you. Uh, the Saints are undefeated against the NFC West, and they're two and eight versus everybody else. How does that make any sense? I know that NFC West has some issues with some of those teams, but still, to sweep a division, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, especially, I mean, especially the Seahawks, the way they've been playing. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I will say one thing in this game that was, uh, you know, contextually relevant. Uh, there was a ticky-tacky rough in the passer call in the Cardinals uh, D. Uh, it was third and eight, and, you know, Breeze was just totally taken out and taken down by a bunch of defenders. I think there was a lot of bodies flying around. Uh, there was one point where there was some, you know, obviously some contact, but I didn't think it was egregious. But the Saints did polish the game off. Tim Hightower helped pound one in. You know, and the Cardinals, look, eliminated from the playoffs, and this is the first losing season under Bruce Arians. So don't expect to see that again. Nope. Told you it was a random I mean, side note. I mean, it's obviously time for the Cardinals to draft the heir apparent to, to Palmer. It's, but they they got to figure it out. Weapons on, yeah. I mean, they got the weapons on offense. They just need someone who's going to develop and be able to yeah. run, the, run the schemes. Yeah. Kind of grow with the team. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of a team that, that I think really did that, uh, Raiders Chargers, that's a 19-16 to 16, uh, glory hole fest right there. The Chargers did start strong. They had a 47-yard bomb from Rivers to Travis Benjamin early in that game. That was a, a good throw, good play, good execution on that one. Uh, but the Raiders just keep on grinding, man. Just grinding away. They ended up forcing a fumble from Farrow that helped set up a, a field goal to tie that game. And then the Raiders got the go-ahead field goal, and then they sealed the win with an interception, man. So first playoff berth for the Raiders since 2002. Uh, I tell you, <laughs> there's a lot of Raiders fans out there in San Diego, bro. I bet. Did you know that the the uh, the Chargers actually had to use a silent count because there were so many uh, Raiders fans in the stands? <clears throat> Think about that. That doesn't surprise me. Think about that. Home field advantage? What home field advantage? It's not there. Well, shoot. The freaking owners tried to fight in the middle of the field beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? And, of course, that game, <clears throat> basically, Rivers... Does what Rivers does best, meltdown in the fourth quarter. Yep, late pick. I believe that was the Chargers' sixth blown fourth quarter lead this season. Wow. That's that's just not getting it done, man. I know they have issues. That's terrible right there. That's terrible. You know what's not terrible is the Colts rolling up the Vikings 34-6. Actually, it's terrible for the Vikings. Uh, Adrian Peterson, thanks for showing up at the back end of the season, uh, giving anybody that uh, maybe had some smidgen of hope to play you in some fantasy-relevant scenario. Uh, but suck right there. Terrible in the real world, terrible in fantasy, just terrible. So, yeah, I did lie. Great for the Colts, bad for anything <laughs> and everybody else related to the Vikings. Uh, Peterson, six carries, 22 yards, and a fumble. Biggest thing for the Colts, though, was 37 minutes of possession. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> you kidding me? Playoffs? And converting touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 
Dude. I mean, early on, like, Vinatieri had already kicked one field goal. He, he yeah. kicked the second field goal. Minnesota gets a unsportsmanlike penalty for, I think, leaping or whatever. Right. And they punch it right in right afterward for 10-0, and it was just, it was just downhill after that, man. Well, the Vikings, that's a team that, man, you know, what a far cry from what they started out the season as. What a oh, far man. cry. Looked like they were an elite-level defense and at least a solid offense. I mean, I know they've been crushed by injuries, and, you know, uh, losing AP was significant, but even at the very beginning of the year, it looked like their run game was going to be suspect at best. Uh, look, man, the Vikings, season high in points allowed, which is 34, and also a season high in yards allowed. Again, kudos to the Colts. Kudos to the Colts. Um, I think they deserve that. But the Vikings, man, thanks for the memories, (laughs) y'all. 2016, thanks for them. Enjoy them (laughs) because that's all you're going to (laughs) have. All you're going to have, bro. (laughs) Uh, Shannon, as the resident Colts fan, anything anything else you want to add into the mix on that one? No, just uh, Gore got over 100 yards and luck was efficient and... You know, it's a shame they couldn't done, couldn't have done that last week. Great ass! But I'm glad they didn't lay down, like they said they did. So, yeah. Again, Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, I think that that's very legitimate for what that team is. And if they're, like, capable- I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that performance at all. No, dude. No, that was a that was a legit game. And some of that, again, I think is just indicative of where those two teams are right now. And the Vikings have set sail in the failboat, dude. That is done. Their season is done. AP, I would imagine, is done in Minnesota. And he ought to be done this year, too. I mean, what are you playing yeah, for, he, bro? he shouldn't have come back. No. No. He should have just gotten healthy. But I will say, it seems like whenever Gore gets 15-plus touches in a game, the Colts' offense works a hell of a lot better than it normally does. Well, of course. It brings balance to the force. I was hoping you were going to say that. I was hoping you were going to say that. Well, it also helps that, you know, Robert Turbin comes in and actually has been a pretty decent goal linebacker. Yeah. At least that game he was. Yeah. Again, kudos to the Colts. Show show me again this coming week that that wasn't an aberration. Yeah, show me well, again. They're, they're still in it. They still have a shot, at outside shot of getting in the playoffs. So, well, the, backs against the wall. Well, they needed Jacksonville to beat Houston last week. Well, I mean, they still need Cincinnati to beat them. I mean, it's it's got to be a weird scenario. They got to hope Jacksonville beats Tennessee, hope Houston beats or uh, Cincinnati beats Houston, and then the following week that Tennessee beats Houston. Because if they're in a tie with Tennessee, then they've got the tiebreaker. Oh, they're so yeah, tie with Houston, they don't. I thought the Titans could win the, NF- the AFC South by winning out the season. Yes, because I think they have the same record as Houston, but mm-hmm. I think they've already beaten them once. By the way, way to go, Andy Reid. Way to freeze the kicker. <laughs> Dude, it was short. <laughs> How happy was former Chief Ryan suck up on that? Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Dude. Well, and to come out and then say, I didn't think I could make that kick. And he still made it. Andy Reid was like, Andy, Andy you should have known, man. He should have been like, I don't need to freeze that guy. <laughs> right? Dude, like, seriously. And. You know, Tyreek Hill, I, I, I know that he had limited number of, you know, big moments in that game, but open and drive, Chiefs ball, second and four, and Tyreek Hill just taking a handoff and just completely embarrassing the defense. 
on that 68-yard touchdown run, just filthy. I don't know what happened to him in the rest of the game. <laughs> it was embarrassing. I mean, they really should have gotten him the ball more. Yeah. I mean, I think for the Chiefs, really, this was that, – that's a big loss. They're at home. It's bad weather. And they didn't finish him off. You know? I mean, no. that, that's the kind of game that, as the favorite, as the home team, you should handle business and take care of them, and they did not. Uh, obviously, the Titans have a hell of a run game in between DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry. Very beastly. Everybody understands that. But th- that's a lot of running back to contend with. That's a lot oh, of running yeah. back to contend with, man. Well, that and Mariota is still, I mean, he's looking sharp. I mean, yeah. He's definitely, he's not, it's not like he's really fallen off, even though he was hot earlier in the season. He's just right. very steady, very competent. I just in my head, I keep going back to watching Andy Reid, like calling a timeout, and then like looking at his, <laughs> at his play sheet or whatever, and like chuckling. It was like, yeah, oh well, Ryan sucked. I mean, up. how? But how often does freezing the kicker? Really I don't. Ever I don't work? like freezing the kicker at all. Um, Whoever did it the first time, like, got it to work. I think it was um, uh, Denver. What's his face? Whatever. It's I mean, you can wish in one hand. And Fox or McDaniel and poop in the other, and maybe throw nah, some Kubiak, I freeze think. the kicker oh. in the third. Doesn't really work. I think it was Kubiak did it, and uh, and it worked. But like on a short field goal, I can see doing it. But like on the longer field goals, mm-hmm. I would just your first kick, you get the chance because that way, like if you call a timeout, they at least get the free kick to see how hard they really need to kick. Yeah. See, like I'd, I'd feel differently. Like in my estimation, if you're going to freeze the kicker, go ahead and call it a little bit earlier. Stop trying to wait and give them the chance to get the free kick. Why are you letting them kick it, bro? Go ahead. If you want to freeze the kicker, do it before that kicker is, is, is started that motion is kicking that ball. Make them think about it. Don't give him a freebie. Don't give him a practice round. It's crap. It's crap. (laughs) I mean, for flubbing that call, Andy Reid, he just really needs to shake it off, you know? See, I figured before the night was done, you're going to drop one of those bad, bad, bad things on me. Do you mean the the chip on his head? Yeah. Shoulder. Woo. Anyway. And, you know, I still think Kansas City is good. And, uh, you know, they they can make a little bit of noise. But what concerns me and what worries me about Kansas City is, you know, games like that where they need a little, they need some legitimate production and they struggle. It's a game they should have won. They were at home. They had everything going for them. It's just, when you're a good team, you win the games you're supposed to win that's a typical andy reed man one of those like why did you do that there kind of moments yeah uh-huh uh-huh like i understand that jeremy macklin is healthy but tyree kill hello oh macklin hasn't done bub kiss this year lately no has he i don't think he's been balling this whole year Honestly. i'm talking about tyreek oh my bad i misinterpreted yeah, I was just saying, like, I know Macklin's back and all, but Tyreek's been balling. Yeah. Just getting touchdowns left and right, and he, he gets the one rush, 68 yards, touchdown, see right. you later. He didn't get another rush the rest of the game. That'd make and a lot of sense. 
three targets. I mean, I, I think you can decoy Macklin out. You don't need big production out of Macklin at this point. I mean, obviously he's got stuff going on, but I think Tyreek Hill so dangerous in the open field. So dangerous in the open field. That guy is so fast, man. It is ridiculous. I mean, not even a screen pass or anything just to give him a chance. Mm-mm. And I think, if I remember correctly, Alex Smith had a red zone interception, which is unusual for him. He's usually pretty good about not about not turning the ball over. But you know, again, I, you know, I like the Chiefs, but I just no. It, I feel it like just... the, the, it's like they they're they're going to have a game where they're going to beat up on somebody, and, and the people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, the Chiefs," and then they're going to have they're going to underperform. You know what I mean? Yep. That's what it feels yeah. like they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna wow you, and then you're gonna be like, "Where the hell did that team go? WTF, bro? What happened?" That that feels like that's what the end of their year is gonna be. Or a couple of years ago, they do it in the same game, like they did against the Colts. True, true. <laughs> true. Then you get a game where they weren't even supposed to even be on the same field in the playoffs, and they end up freaking smoking the Patriots. I mean, which team is gonna show up? You never know. Mm-mm. When it, it comes playoff time, you don't you want to know what you're getting. Sure. This again, this is the time of year as you set up for the playoffs. You know, you got teams gelling, they're coming together, cohesiveness. There's a lot of different reasons for it, but just I mean, you you got to do better than that, Kansas City. You got to do better than that. You're in the driver's seat, and you just uh, you know fold the tents, man. And you're not getting through the playoffs if if that's the kind of game you're going to deliver. You're not getting very far, and they're better than that. They're definitely better than that. Macklin, yeah, be a decoy. I mean, Kelsey a, didn't have a good game. Yeah, be a decoy if nothing else. But, you know, get get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. And Tyreek Hill, playmaker. They need to get the ball in that dude's hands. Uh, yeah. Period. Period, 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 period. I hate period, to say period, it, period, but period. right now, Kansas City is definitely missing Jamal Charles right now. Oh, of course they are. Uh, before I forget, and only because I, <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I got to say it, right? Vontae is perfect. Dude. <laughs> How do you how do you go helmet to helmet with somebody else and about knock yourself out? Had to leave the game for a concussion check. And then that I, dude It looked like he was knocked out. That yeah, did that dude <laughs> He probably was. I, I was shocked he got back into the game. I, I was really shocked that that man got back into the ball game. Hundred dollar handshake, man. No, I'm just kidding. I it, it may have been because I mean, he he was woozy on the field. Yeah, he was hurting, and and I was watching it with Amber, and I was just like, "That guy's not coming back." <laughs> and second half, and he's back, and I'm like, Oof. "Someone made a deal somewhere." Right, he somehow him back figured onto out the field. Or he somehow fooled the doctors on when they checked him at halftime. It's possible. You know what else is possible? What's that? that you should not ever, ever, ever. You should never. Disrespect and try to tear up the terrible towel. Let it be. <laughs> Jeremy Hill, bad mojo, brother. Bad mojo. Yeah, this Beng- to him. Bengals Tudor's game, man. Jeremy Hill. They they have a nice lead. They blo- they pissed that away. It was seventeen to three Bengals at one point. And they blew it. The lead away. Yeah, Vontae's perfect doing Vontae's perfect thing. The helmet to helmet issue comes back later. Gets an unnecessary roughness penalty for. You know, hits from behind. Whoa. And then he, he obviously <laughs> also got a penalty for throwing Big Ben down after the play was over. So, you know, undisciplined issues, I think, with, you know, a team like that, or you know, you, you just can't afford to make – you can't afford to, to give stuff away like that. And they had yeah, se- they had several of those. 
Um, just kind of like that playoff game where they yeah. just gave it away. Yeah, I mean, you don't want again. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. And the Bengals aren't good enough to be able to overcome that kind of stuff when they make those sort of mistakes. Uh, and they made several, and the Steelers made them pay for it. I'm still not totally convinced of how good the Steelers are, but I do think they 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 have the potential to be very entertaining in Foxborough if they make the playoffs and if they end up there. Not saying that they will, but that's going to be more interessante. I mean, I get the game. I get it. It's a big rivalry game, but I don't understand how you just lose your head in a rivalry game when you're in the lead. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Bengals going to bangle, brother. Anyway, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap up with segment three, man. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, man. Do you have any other like NFL thoughts you want to kind of wrap up and, and kind of shut down the shop with? Any other games or highlights or moments or, or big hits or big things? Oh, uh, also before I forget, man, Steve Smith that Ravens Eagles game. I got to give a we got to give a little dap to Steve Smith, man. Uh, late second quarter, Eagles are up fourteen to thirteen. Ravens ball into forty six. Uh, Flacco totally airs out to Steve Smith, who stretches out, lands hard, and quite frankly, looks like he's going out of the game. Yeah, ice up, son. Um, he ended up coming back in a few plays later, and Flacco air rated it to. Of course, Steve Smith, and uh, you know, boom, touchdown! Got to close out the half with the 2014 Ravens lead. So uh, nice turnaround, looking like he's injured out of the game, and then showing back up and catching the TD. Just Steve Smith things. So appreciate that, and obviously Peterson going for two, going for the win didn't work out. I don't mind the aggressiveness, especially with a team where they have issues. You don't expect but so much right. of them anyway. I don't mind the aggressiveness. I think that's kind of fun. So. Kind of like that. Uh, my big question was, is do you guys blame Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette for sitting out the ball games? It, th- that one's, I'm, I'm conflicted on it. Cause there's like, you know how they have, we have that Kermit meme. There's good Kermit and then evil Kermit. Um, yeah. so there's a part of me that's like, look guys, you owe it to the team to play. And then there's a part of me that goes, oh, it's the NFL. It's big money. You don't owe anybody squat. <laughs> so it, it's just different. I hope that it doesn't spill over and become a widespread thing. I do hope that. Yeah, that's just... definitely weird to see to see two prominent players do that sort of thing. But, I mean, we've seen it in the past where other players just like uh, with Jadavian Clowney when yep. he took out insurance on himself and then actually decided, think, was thinking about sitting out for a season because he didn't want to get injured potentially going into the draft. So right. it's... it's 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 an interesting precedent, and yeah, I'm kind of with you, Justin. I'm not not a fan of it, but I, I understand just, I just it, but I don't yeah, like exactly. it. I mean, yeah. I understand it. You want to make a business decision, right? Especially after last year with Jalen Smith, who was a top five pick, and then he fell to what the second or third round and lost about seventeen million dollars. A lot of money, of dude. It. So I I I get that, and. Well, I mean, is McCaffrey going to be a first-rounder? I mean, is he? Uh, I wouldn't think he's so. Got, he's got an outside shot. First round. I mean, he's definitely getting drafted. But you think he's legit first-rounder? All around, dude. I mean, I could see freaking Belichick saying, yeah, let's get this guy and he be like a jack-of-all-trades. Okay. Okay. I mean, he, he, he fits right in with the New England system. He could be a running back, a receiver. A kick returner, punt returner. Obviously, they need one of those. Yes. 
<laughs> As I said last <laughs> week on the Ron Zacapa. A lot of voids. As I said on the Ron Zacapa last week, yes. <laughs> True. That's right. Heck yeah. Penis in your anus. Boom, there it is. Anger. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's it for me, man. That's all I've got. That, okay. I mean, I know that's like a big thing right now. I don't care. I mean, if it's in their best interest to sit out, sit out. You don't owe anybody anything. No, they I don't. Mean, I mean, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had uh, obviously some dialogue, maybe he retracted part of it, but he was talking about how he would trade virtually anything to get to suit up one more time and do Ohio State colors and be out there with his brothers. You know what I mean? Uh, and I like that. I like that. Obviously, there's an injury risk, but you know they could wipe out on a marble on the floor. That, that's true. I mean, I mean, there's so many. Still, I was gonna say, and I was just like, then they still could, but at the same time, do you even know which game Stanford's in? No. <laughs> there you go. Not without looking it up. It's the Sun Bowl on the 28th on CBS. And uh, I believe one of our favorites, Peter Griffin, actually had thoughts on that. Oh, of course he did. Of course he did. Hey, Peter, what do you think of that one, man? Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? All right. Thanks. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, that's right. Well, it's almost January, Jim. I was about to say they're not that far off. I don't know. Again, this is one where I'm just torn because I, I understand why he's doing it. I understand why. But there's a part of me that would just like to see them finish out their career with their with their, you know, football team, with their football brothers who everybody worked to get to that point. Yeah, maybe it's not the, you know, ultimate playoffs, maybe it's not the championship game. I get that. Tough decision, but to to, to see him shelve it is I think kind of tough, man. You know, you always hear people yeah. complain it's just like when uh you know people would complain about buying tickets and going to see the Spurs and it, you know Duncan was sitting or recently LeBron sitting. So it's a mixed bag. I think at least for McCaffrey with his position you know being a running back, I think people are a little bit more accepting of it. If they rip their knee up, I mean it, obviously Randy, you know, you go, "Oh, Marcus Lattimore." You yeah. know what I mean? Or you think back to Willis McGahee. Although he ended up having a good career. But what could Willis McGay have been like if he hadn't torn his knee up? What would Lattimore have been like if he hadn't torn his knee up? We'll never know. That being said, what's the probability that McCaffrey tears his leg up in, in, in the bowl game? Probably pretty low. Um, and that there are insurance so, policies but... for it. But, you know, again, uh, you know, I don't – I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. The question going forward is how far, how big of a trend does that become and how deep do they go? Mm. If you're like player 54, do you go, oh, sorry guys, Pfft, not doing it. I got to get my shittins. I got to get my shittins order. <laughs> get ready for Christmas. You know, I, I, I'm not, so I'm not fond of it. I think if I was in that person's position, I'd believe that I would play. I believe I would play. All right. Fair enough. I believe I would play. Shannon, Fournette's a junior, right? Yes. So he's not going to get a chance to go to senior bowl. This would be his last shot with the, and the pro scouts to showcase what he has, regardless of the tape they have on him already. Mm -hmm. This is, that's, you know, this is one of those, 
this is one of those opportunities. And I mean, as much as I know he's trying to protect himself, you know, sometimes you just got to go that extra mile to show just what you're capable of. And this would have been a really good opportunity. Yeah. And plus I think for him, maybe it doesn't so much matter with like the NFL scouts, but to have a game with some national prominence or some significant, you know what I mean? Uh, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe the Sun Bowl doesn't have national prominence. I sh- maybe I should rephrase that. Uh, still, to be in a bowl game, to get the exposure from that, but I think most importantly to share that moment with your friends, buddies, and you know football players, just that together I think would be nice. Will they regret it down the road? Eh. You know, if they get to the NFL healthy and get a good draft slot and you know produce, so be it. I just I would hate to see... You know these college teams, basketball, football, baseball, etc., uh, start having these scenarios where players are like, "All right, I'm checking out for a little bit." Well, I don't, I don't think you'll ever see it in college basketball. I, I don't think that's ever going to really happen. Yeah. Uh, football, yeah. I mean, obviously, we, you know, we've seen it, especially like I was saying before with Clowney taking out not only insurance policy on himself, but thinking about sitting out a year, right, instead of actually going and playing, and it's. Yeah, that's when you kind of re- that's when you got to realize that obviously the culture of the game has changed to the point where a lot of guys are thinking more about their financial futures rather than just enjoying the game that they say they love. Well, I, I mean, I, I think there's such a finite number of players that that are going to make it in the NFL and then have good careers out of that. Again, I understand, I understand it. I just don't like it, but I get it. Business that's a business decision. That is treating themselves as a valuable asset, as a valuable piece for, you know, somebody else that needs that. I get it. I don't like it. I don't know that anything is going to come of it unless it becomes such a rampant problem that huge swaths of players are just like, nah, not playing. Later. Thanks for the memories, bowl game. Thanks for the per diem. I bought a bunch of crackers and some coffee. Late. <laughs> No cream cheese for the bagel, yeah, though. No, no cream, yeah. No cream cheese for the bagel. <laughs> no cream cheese for the bagel. Uh, well, look, I think we've really covered all the games that I, that I was hoping to cover. I think we're good, bro. Grace Allen tripping people—that was great. So, <laughs> so, so stupid. Um, um, I certainly do hope. You know, again, um, <clears throat> I'm hoping that we can squeeze in uh, Rogue One uh, while we go visit Sarah's parents. Um, maybe we can watch the kids for a little bit, and we'll go. Uh, you know get a movie and it may not happen though may not happen but i'm hoping i at least get to see that uh i did uh we didn't really bring this up and this is my bad we kind of glossed over the cowboys and the bucks uh not that that was a particularly pretty game uh but again i think that was a huge rebound game for uh the cowboys uh what we forgot to really dig around in with uh, you know much of anything was uh ezekiel elliott jumping in that salvation army bucket although we touched on it obviously with kind of celebration issues i loved it I know it was premeditated, uh, but in the moment, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I'm glad that you know their donations went up. That's kind of a cool spillover effect uh, of that. Um, kudos to them. But you know, that was just an enjoyable moment. That was an enjoyable, enjoyable, fun moment. I'm glad that he did it. I'm glad that they were that they got to have some dialogue. I think it was yeah. Dan Ravel sent sent some kind of tweet out. Uh, so the Salvation Army, their their Twitter handle said at Ezekiel Elliott, congrats on the big win. We can't thank you enough. The 25 million people that we help every year, thank you as well. And Darren Ravel tweeted, uh, not subtle Salvation Army, using Elliott now to ask for your money. 
people ended up piling on the guy. But I did. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, but I did love the fact that the Salvation Army responded to him and said, "Quote uh, at Darren Ravel, our goal is to serve 58 million meals in the United States this time of year. No time to be subtle." Yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially. I mean, how can you go wrong with a 250 thousand dollar bump in donations because of that? His little jump That's in funny. the kettle. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a good story. It's a good story. And there's enough bad stories and crap stories that I still like getting a good story to make sure that people are doing their thing, man. And Especially I don't, this time of year. Yeah, this time exactly. of year, dude. Yeah. Um, speaking of people doing their thing, I do like... I don't know if this was just a... Was this on The Onion? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys hiring uh, Sting as a new intimidation coach. Was that on The Onion? Because that, <laughs> that feels was like... actually the ESPN thing. Okay, <laughs> that that feels like that should have been The Onion. I thought uh, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. <laughs> Man, that was great. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I had to share that. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. But you know, uh, his great makeup for it. I think that would have been a hoot. You know, if they can invite Ric Flair in and woo with everybody. <laughs> I think Sting rolling around and doing a couple things with a few teams, man. I think that I think that's pretty sweet. But um, flipping back to this really quickly, does anybody have an issue with, you know, uh, Elliot jumping in the Salvation Army bucket? I mean, yeah. I, I don't think I'm alone. I'm gonna imagine most people are like, nah, it's fine. I mean, he was just he was having fun. I mean, in terms of like, I know we hit on celebrations earlier. The only issue I ever had in terms of celebrations yeah. is guys celebrating first downs. Okay, yeah, you got a first down. There's no reason for you to signal it no, that you, or s- celebrate it. Score or piss off. Touch, I mean, touchdowns, mm-hmm. you know, have fun. Let it go. I mean, come on. Who remembers Icky Shuffle? I mean, you know, back in the day. Oh, yeah. I like the Icky Shuffle, dude. There you know you what go. I mean? It's like. Now guys can you know, you're lucky enough people are getting away with like Cruz getting away with the, doing his salsa dance or you know, some of the stuff that Beckham does. I mean <clears throat> granted Antonio Brown got a little crazy, but that's Antonio you're Brown. Third pump, man. One pump too many. Pump. <laughs> One pump too many, bro. Can't do it. But it's Can't not like it. he did anything that was detrimental. It no. didn't hurt the game. And obviously it raised awareness. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, even it, it, it was a offshoot of it, but still people responded look if you can if you can try to bamboozle kids into liking football by making these color barf i mean uh color rush uh jerseys for thursday night football why don't you just ease up on some of the rules man ease (laughs) up a little bit that's it we're not saying that you know you got to let everything and anything fly but you know you still want to have you still want to flag the third pump knock yourself out but at least ease up on some of these things dude let some teams have a little fun a little flavor you know, in the course of a year, just like that, you know, as long as it's not grotesquely, you know, overtly sexual or crude or crass. Yeah, I know that that's broad in general, but you kind of know when somebody's doing something that's like, you know, suck my junk or here's a butt on your face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you you, you kind of like know. Marshawn Lynch jumping in the end yes. zone and grabbing his nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, camera angle missed that. So I wasn't, I wasn't offended by Marshawn grabbing his Skittles. Didn't bother me at all. The no problem. He's grabbing his he's grabbing his personal bag of Skittles. Uh, no issues with that. But yeah, at least it's not like it's Joe Horn grabbing a cell phone from the padding of the yeah. end zone yeah. of the uprights. I know. Which <laughs> how long ago was that, man? That was funny. That was funny. But yeah, there, I mean, there's some some antics that happen, man. Uh, you know, I, I just think at the end of the day, man, I, I I want a little bit of that 
colorfulness in the league. I think it's okay to embrace that. You watch these old NFL uh, NFL films things or 30 for 30s or you know all these pieces where they go into the backstory of a person's life or you know uh, you know uh, maybe a football life show. But I swear, man, you know the 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 producers, editors, whatever, they'll use some of those moments where it's like fun and funny and light. Why can't you do that while they're still playing? You know. So anyway, well, I'm sure we can all thank Darth Goodell for that. Yes, probably. Darth Goodell, that bitch bag. (laughs) (laughs) And Le'Veon Bell, you might be right. You probably would have gotten fined. It is a double standard. You probably would have gotten fined had you done that. But you have you have a history. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't really have a history. Very Yet. true. Yeah. Only his rookie season. I know. <laughs> no, he, he's he's going to be such a star, man. Yeah. And they're going to give it to Elliott. Coming left. Touchdown. And Elliott walks the dog and jumps into the Salvation Army. There it is. It's a penalty on Zeke Elliott. No. Yeah. You can't do that. They just threw a flag on us. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? It's a hell of a run, though. You got a lot ahead. Put a flag behind you now. She's jumping herself this Yeah. I like that one. That was Roma. Did you just jump in the Salvation Army bucket? Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> it's kind of fun, man. This is kind of fun. But. You know, I appreciate those moments. But, it, you know, again, uh, kudos to the Cowboys. Kudos to Dak Prescott. Uh, that's a good bounce-back game. That's a big statement win. Uh, Tampa Bay had, had become like everybody's kind of darling. And I don't know if Tampa Bay bought into their own hype. I always think that's always that's a possibility with a team that's that young, um, that's been a little inconsistent, uh, is buying into your own press clippings. I don't know if Tampa Bay did that or if Dallas just just was that much better. Certainly, certainly, certainly were the other night. I guess we'll find out this yeah. weekend. Well, yeah, we will. We will. So, all right, guys. Well, I certainly hope uh, each of you have a fantastic Christmas. I really do. Uh, one slightly serious note as we get out of here. Um, this was a story we meant to get to last week. We didn't do it. And so uh, we, we were talking about this pre-podcast. Wanted to bring this up. Um, but Cindy Stowell, man, is a woman stage four cervical cancer, if I remember correctly, Shannon. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Actually, stage four colon cancer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My yeah. bad. Stage four colon cancer. Took me a minute to, to bounce around and find the article. Um, but stage four colon cancer, and only a few people knew about that. All right. Alex Trebek did know about it, and a couple of staffers did. Uh, her competitors were unaware. And um, she had, you know, uh, she was a fan of the show and uh, wanted to get on there. And, and she told them point blank that she had stage four colon cancer and you know if she couldn't you know uh, get a spot on she wanted her spot to go to somebody else and they found a way to make it work and uh, she has passed away uh, but her episodes and the shows and, and you know the these days she went and she whooped whoever's butt man they've been showing that and Shannon I think you told me today was the day that she lost right yeah I think today was in her sixth day total and uh, she was behind, I don't know, by like a thousand going into Final Jeopardy. And all three of them got the answer right. And she didn't, obviously, she didn't bet all of her money. Mm. Wouldn't have mattered anyway because the, the guy who won bet enough. But, I mean, 
That's a heck of a streak, man, to win that game six days in a row. Yep, hundred three thousand bucks, well, almost a hundred and four. Not bad. Mm-mm, not bad at all. Her boyfriend Jason Hess and her relatives. Uh, there was a statement that came out. Um, it said Cindy came on Jeopardy to play the game she loved, and in doing so, she was able to make a contribution to cancer research in the hopes that no one else would have to go through what she did. She knew she wasn't going to be around, and so she felt like the best thing she could do was to try to try to help do what she could to help get us a cure faster, Mr. Hess told the station. That's a hell of a story, man. This is a woman. I mean, you don't know what she was going through, the kind of pain she was in, what kind of meds she may have been on. I mean, who knows? Right? Who knows? And here she is rolling into Jeopardy and just kicking some ass, dude. Um, so I think that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm glad the story got some traction. It got some coverage. Uh, my understanding, and I think you said that Trebek, did Trebek have a, a statement on, like, at the end of the show? Yeah, like, they went off the air. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like he he recorded a, a I don't know about a thirty second snippet talking about her and uh, obviously sent condolences to family and friends and all that. Yeah. So I thought that was really neat that they uh, did that and followed it up. Yeah, she took down a seven day champion. There it is. While on painkillers, suffering from stage four cancer and a high fever. That's called beast mode, right yeah. there. Yeah, no, that that's that's kicking some ass. I mean, that's you know, it's a hell of a story. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, a certain degree of sadness uh, with that, but you know, I think there's a message in the spirit. You know what I mean? And this is the time oh, of year. Yeah. This is the time of year. I think it's very important. Um, you know, we talk about the spirit of giving, or the spirit of Christmas, or the spirit of Santa Claus, that kind of deal. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Roger Goodell is the Grinch, uh, that dickhead. Um, <laughs> You know, he deserves as much coal. Um, he deserves all the coal they could mine out of s- probably the entire state of West Virginia. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe you can hang out in Trump Tower for a little bit, you know, behind those, <laughs> behind those Tiffany, Tiffany branded security barricades. I thought that was pretty yeah, funny. I don't think that's happening, man. No, DT and uh, Tom Brady are tight. Oh, so. yeah. See, there you go. Oh, no. Sorry, it's man. Sorry, Goodell, happening. man. You're out of there, man. Uh, yeah, so I, for, I forgot, I forgot, uh, I forgot Trump and Brady, man. Uh, TB, man. Yeah, look out. Uh, Trump and Brady train. So yeah, good, uh, Raj is probably on the out loop on that one. That's okay. He can always hang out with the, uh, San Diego, the charger security guard, the, the security. Yeah. Yeah. Security guard. I don't, I'm trying to think of some other name to call this guy. And it's just, I can't believe this dude was on the field doing that. Can you imagine like crank yanking in front of a hundred thousand people? <laughs> I mean, what what an no. idiot! What an idiot, man! And he and he's filmed. I mean, mercifully, the guy has a hat on, so you you don't necessarily know who that is. But you know, if he gets positively identified and that gets leaked, he's gonna be. If somebody like looks him up, they're gonna find him, you know, crank yanking, <laughs> pleasuring himself on an NFL sideline, glancing at cheerleaders. I mean. Meat plow. Doesn't get creepier than that. No, I mean on this episode of Crank Yankers. Yeah, I like how I like how the 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 tab I have next to it is pipeline of the day, and <laughs> I like that. That's actually a good one. It was a it was a beer it was a beer pipeline uh, worth fighting for a beer pipeline for the public good. But anyway, <laughs> freaking Roger Goodell, he deserves some coal. <laughs> the NFL did find uh did find the Giants for the walkie talkies. By the way. And I think they they uh, 
I think it was a fine in the fourth round pick. The the Giants got a hundred thousand dollar fine. Uh, McAdoo got fifty thousand dollar fine, and mm-hmm. they moved their fourth round pick to the end of the very end of the round after the compensatory picks. At least they did something. They yeah. didn't just. I, I think they had to. I think that that's uh, been a. a it even pr- states yeah. in the rules that use yeah. of walkie talkies for that sort of thing is is against the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, part of that is is the ability to communicate beyond the intended time, and then. Uh, there's just some stuff. It, it it won't happen. It, it will not happen again. No. Um, but kudos to Ezekiel Elliott for donating $21,000 to the Salvation Army in wake of that touchdown celebration. I thought that was great. I believe uh, with that whole thing, that was a lot of great PR for the Salvation Army, and they ought to be really happy they got that. Uh, apparently their donations skyrocketed uh, to $182,000 in uh, 12 hours, which is a 61% increase. So... Pretty big, uh, pretty big numbers for them. Uh, the league did not find him. Yes, uh, there probably is a little bit of a double standard. Yes, we probably we may see some more charitable moves going forward. Entirely possible, but I don't mind that, and I hope the league embraces that. Again, much like we said in the first segment, um, I'd like to I'd like to see the league soften up on certain things. I think there's some PR opportunities and good co-branding opportunities, and it's not even really so much about that. It, it's don't be assholes. You know what I mean? Don't be assholes about it. Uh, you talk about the shield and the goodness of the shield and the importance of the shield, and you got all this inconsistent crap. You have the junk with the flake aid and the junk with Ray Rice, and, you know, all, I, it's just the league does weird things at times, and I think they whiff on a lot of really good opportunities. You know what I mean? Yeah, yay for y'all that you have color rush jerseys. Big freaking whoop. Um <coughs> But they leave too many. They leave too many things undone. Too many things unsaid, and too many. They squander too many really good opportunities. And this this is a league um, in this current climate that needs traction with goodwill and good PR. And they keep screwing the pooch, you know. Um, yeah. So the Salvation Army bucket was that was fun, and they they, they shouldn't have fined. They, I mean, they shouldn't have fined them. They didn't. Um, but I think, you know, some of these other guys, Beckham was talking about how he probably would have been fine. Le'Veon Bell said he probably would have been fine. Yeah, they, they, they may have been, but they have some baggage and a different history. Uh, maybe they would have been. But, you know, if you viewed Ezekiel Elliott's, if you viewed that as, yeah, it was self-motivated and it was, and it, sure, but <laughs> there's some very positive spillover, that's far different than just, uh, just doing a, a singular celebration. Something good comes of it. And it goes to show you that if a player, if a moment like that, if you embrace a moment like that, it can, you know, we talk about the game beyond the game. We, we, we've we mentioned that many years over. But it goes to show you that when you have a moment like that and you, you, you run with it, um, you can have some positive spillover effects, right? You can have some positive spillover uh, and I think there's a lot of opportunity space for the league and for the players to do things um, and have some fun with it and raise awareness and do good things and let the, let the players be themselves um, and, and just have some fun and go. <laughs> and I think the league needs that. I think the fan bases need that. I think the TV audiences need that. And if you're, if you're again, if you're the person that says just hand the ball to the ref and act like you've been there, you may not like any of that. I, I get that. I get that. But that's just not where most people are. I don't believe. Especially young fans. And you need them. That's why we have to look at these ugly ass color rush jerseys. They they don't appeal to you. They don't appeal to me. They don't appeal to, they don't. 
Mark probably likes him because you know he's 22. Uh, <laughs> in his dreams. I mean, hell, we had the ketchup mustard bowl last that's, year. That's right. Uh, right. <laughs> but you know, you always got to work the audience. But I, I think you can do that in a way that is less forced and more genuine. And a moment like that with Ezekiel Elliott was very genuine and I thought very enjoyable because of that. That was an organic moment. And I think it was a good one. So anyway, look, man, I, I tell you what, make your own moments over Christmas break. Have a little fun. Whether you, you know, throw on the beard and maybe a hat, have some cookies and milk and your Santa Claus or um, maybe you're just making dinner for somebody or, you, you know, you're, you're hoping for some goodies and you're giving some presents, whatever it is, man. If you, if you have kids and you're having fun with it or you have friends and family, you're having fun with it, make a moment, make a genuine, make a genuine one. You know, I think that's, and that's probably a good way to end this week, man. It is, you know, make a genuine moment, dude. <laughs> Look, Whitfield. <laughs> Tis the season, folks. That's right. I'm going to laugh so hard. He's talking all this junk about that fantasy league. I'm going to laugh so hard if, if his team goes fail buckets. I can't believe my can't believe I didn't get past him. <laughs> can't believe Thanks, Devontae Freeman. But uh, you make, make your own moment. Whoa. Make your own moment and make it good. Make it good. That That's what this time of year is about. Uh, that's an opportunity space for some friends, for some family, for some fun. Um, and for a little bit of self-reflection, I think that it's a good time of year for it. So I tell you what, as we wrap up, man, and I'm still drinking this, uh, three notch PA to each one of you. I hope you have that kind of moment this Christmas, this new year's and Same maybe, you, brother. and maybe we'll share one of those with each other before it's all said and done. But to each one of you and certainly to Mark and, and to Matt, um, all the all the you know BS aside, I hope they have an excellent Christmas, and I hope you two have an excellent Christmas. Salute, Same gentlemen. You, hope you have one too. Salute. That, my friend, is the plan. As long as Richard Sherman doesn't show up to yell at me, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> and I can't think of a finer way to go out. Um, Shane and I know that you and I. <clears throat> have gone out in years past and and gone Christmas caroling, and I think that uh, clearly we need to invite Belichick out. We've missed this opportunity, but you know what? He submitted an audition tape for us. Yeah, uh, yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart. Light from now on, our trouble will be out of sight. Through the years, we all will be together. Could they have not done a little slightly better job of matching it up for Tom Brady? If the fates allow. Hang on pretty far on top of the virus. I think. Something, something, wow. <laughs> At least I got Gronk right. Something, something, what? <laughs> and have yourself a very little Christmas. No. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Close this <laughs> Anyway, uh, Belichick was great, man. Somebody showed him that. 
And uh, during the press conference, Belichick said, I'd say that's been edited. (laughs) 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 And then he said in his trademark monotone voice, I love caroling. (laughs) Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny, man. So, Lindy, that little Belichick snippet was for you, man. That was for you. Everybody at home. Yeah. It's that great time of year where we always bring up Sam Jackson and that time when he was a kid. And he sat on Santa's lap. (laughs) And Santa asked him a question. And Sam responded this way. Shut the fuck up, fat man. (laughs) There it is. You ever had a big kahuna burger? (laughs) Santa, don't take offense, man. Sam Jackson, he he just gets that way some days, okay? It's all right, man. Look, most days. I ain't threatening you in that, all right? You know I respect you and all. But just don't put me in this position, all right? <laughs> <laughs> what we need is like Santa and like Sam Jackson on one knee and then like Bruce Willis on the other. BBK, motherfucker. You know, like, how great would that be? Oh, you were finished. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. That's right. Why don't you wake up and smell what you're shoveling? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> think, goddammit, think. <laughs> don't do that. Don't fucking blow this shit off. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Just man. hang in there, baby. You're doing great. I'm proud of you. That's right. That's right. Die Hard. Absolutely a Christmas movie, man. Alright, y'all, man. Enjoy the rest of the night. I'll flip this tomorrow. And if I don't catch up with y'all before Christmas, man, I hope it's excellent, okay? And Shannon, uh, safe travels to Kentucky and back, brother. Thanks, brother. Safe travels to Seaville. Yes, sir. That's a hop, skip, and a jump for me, man. You got like you got mad driving to do. Yeah. I'm going an hour up the road. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hear you, bro. I hear you. Yeah. All right, y'all. From all of us to all of you, as always, you can find us. Keywords are going to be sports and brew. We know you like sports. We know you like brew. That's for damn sure. Uh, and uh, did, I did not over Ron's a cop of myself tonight, so that made for a little bit more of a, a flow uh, without me you know, having that moment of like, let me, you know, rest my head on the mic. <laughs> so don't give me that crap. Yeah. But uh, that's okay. That's half the fun, man. We have a good time doing this. And I think sharing those moments. And some of it's bullshit and some of it's serious. And then some of it's just having a, a little bit of an outlet and, you know, ha- having a good time and, ha- and sharing those moments with each other. I think that that's, those are positive things. Uh, and we can all laugh at ourselves and laugh at each other. And God bless. Sometimes you just need that. <laughs> life is ha- life is hard, y'all. <laughs> life is hard. So you, yeah. you need those outlets and you need, need the fun. But uh, as always, enjoy the football. Have a great weekend. Uh, good luck to your teams. Uh, unless they're playing my teams, then to hell with your teams. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not very nice. No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, but do enjoy the football. Uh, and safe travels to everybody. But keyword sports and brew, and you can certainly find us on Podbean. That's that's where we run our main feed and are, are hosted through uh, LiveSportsCaster.com. Of course, we, we've been on there for a long time, and you know the iTunes Store, Stitcher Radio, 
uh, and then the the Google Play Store, and, and really some other ones. Have, you know, some places have picked us up, and they just run our podcast, and I don't even know. They don't even tell me. They just run it, and I'm like, all right, cool. I just Googled, and I found you. <laughs> That's nice. We're classified under comedy. That's probably fitting. Um, <laughs> yay. Um, if there was a drunk people talking idiocy, you know, <laughs> that we'd probably be in that category too, but... Uh, have a little fun with it, but uh, again, all kidding aside, man. Merry Christmas. Have a you know, have a great week, and have some fun with your friends and family. And from all of us, to all of you, um, salute. Make some good memories. Embrace the moment. Have a little fun, and uh, make it count, man. Salute and good night. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Good night. <laughs> From all of us to all of you, may your stockings be stuffed, may your bellies be full, and may your beds be warm. And nine months from now, beware of Santa babies. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And may we all be able to get the stink. Shake off the stink of 2016. For a second, I thought you were gonna go. May we all be able to get like two in the pink and one in the stink. I was like, Jesus Christ, Shannon, where are you going with this? This is like that's the wrong kind of stocking stuffer, brother. I was like, Shannon's dropping bombs on me at the very end of the podcast. He's like, No, I gotta get this soundbite in. I gotta do it. There's no way, man. Yeah, there you go. So shake that off, elephant. <laughs> oh, oh, Shannon. Poo 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 poo. Shannon, the glorified champion of random soundbite drops. Thank the streak you. lives. The stri- yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. We've gone like five years. I think it feels like we've gone forever with uh, those songs being part of our stuff and our junk. And we won't, apparently, we will not let them die. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> anyway. Boop, boop. I don't know where that music is coming from. Oh, that's really pretty, that's really pretty music from the elephant's farting video. That's the one I, that showed up after it. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway. Oh, damn. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. All right, y'all. Rest up. Good night, and I'll catch you. Well, we'll catch everybody else on the flip side, and I'll catch y'all later. All right. Good night now. See ya. (laughs) Later. Ah.